morning, everyone, and welcome to another Sunday episode of Prospects After Dark. My name is Kyle Reese. As you know, I am your host. Uh, we've got a bunch to get into. I say we just jump right into it. The first order of business tonight is uh, not only am I wearing my beautiful red beanie for Birds on the Black, I am wearing my beautiful Prospects After Dark hooded sweatshirt. Look at this beauty. It's so soft and wonderful, and it's a Prospects After Dark hoodie, and I've never been happier in my entire life. Uh, it is the day before Veterans Day. Uh, on, uh, let's see, what is it? It's November 11th. So our first cheers, we're just going to get it right to it. Uh, to all, uh, uh, check you out, girl. That's right, Cards Gifts. Uh, so our, we've got a story to tell. But for all the veterans out there who have both served our country and have died for our country, uh, the, on the eve of Veterans Day, we raise our glass to the veterans. To you, uh, thank you so much for all you do. Travis, I'm not 100%. Oh, today is Veterans Day, Kyle. Well, I'm a government employee, and we celebrate Veterans Day tomorrow. Uh, so, tomorrow's Veterans Day in my mind, but today is Veterans Day. Thank you, C70. I've literally been waiting for this all day from Jake Hassan. Hello, sir. Okay, so, uh, give you kind of a backstory. I went to the liquor store, and I was planning on getting some, some pretty high-dollar booze. Uh, and then I got sidetracked with the beer, and I got some pretty expensive beer, and then I realized as I walked back to the, uh, the, 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 the liquor area, the whiskey area, that you could get one liter of Rebel Yell for $16. And as an alcoholic, you need volume sometimes. So what I've decided to do is just drink myself uh, in, in, into a stupor. Graham asked, hey, hey, does your head hurt? It's been weird. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I took a blow to the head at work on Friday. Uh, I've been good since. Uh, it's been kind of weird. I have noise sensitivity. I have light sensitivity. I feel better today than I felt in a long time. I had a moment uh, about mid part of the day where I thought I might not do pad. But here we are. We're feeling better. I'm, I'm just hammered full of Excedrin, and I'm ready to go for the people. Uh, I didn't watch Lisa Ann all day because of this uh, from Athene Sucks. Yeah, uh, just, just you know, facials all over the place. Ashley Crow, I am still sore from 40 Farm. I don't know what's going on there from Christian Rabbit. Oh, I'm sorry to hear, Kyle. Hey, from Jay Duda. Hey, Jay Duda, what's up, my friend? Uh, let's see. Oh, Carrie on Cards. Hey, Carrie, how are you? Welcome back to our little presentation here. Uh, worst blow you've ever had? Well, uh, that was probably my first girlfriend. No, it was uh, obviously that cocaine I snorted off of that hooker's ass. Uh, Pat has started the time for another white claw. <laughs> oh, no. Push-ups, Kyle. Actually, how many push-ups? Oh, you're up to 40. Okay, sorry, I get confused. What's going on, friends, from Blake Record? Hey, Blake, how are you? Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Randall Rhodes. Hey, Randall, how are you? You're right, it's a long time uh, no see. All right, so uh, we've we've gone through the pleasantries. We've got our bourbon in line. Uh, we've got beer. We've got water. Let's start talking about the Cardinals. Let's get into the offseason. And again, bring your weird. I'm all about... Uh, I'm all about the weird. I say we get super weird and see where it goes. Uh, how hard can you get from Graham? Yeah, Graham was asking other gentlemen about just how hard they could get on Twitter. That was a fun thing. Is Bryce on the Cardinals yet from GM Gersh? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. Uh, you know, in my mind, what I've been telling people when I'm asked, don't expect Mr. Uh, Harper or Mr. Machado to be signed before the winter meetings. It probably won't happen at the winter meetings look in that time frame. Hello, uh, let's see, I, I don't know if I have enough beer, send help from ha uh, Hack Muff. Uh, you, sir, we, we raise our glass. Uh, as he enters our little world, to Mr. Jason Hicks, hello, sir, welcome to Prospects After Dark, the godfather of Prospects After Dark, who looked fantastic in his purple uh, pad shirt. Uh, I'm not going to have any luck getting you a long sleeve shirt, my friend. We're still going to work on it, but to you, sir, welcome. 
I never do a line of cocaine before you go to work and you won't have to worry about getting drilled in the head. That's a really solid point. I'll take that advice from here on out. Uh, how many trades do the Cardinals make this offseason? So I think I think they end up making three, right? I, I think Jed Jerko or, or Jose Martinez gets traded one. Uh, and then I think they make a trade to bring in a left-handed reliever. Uh, who that is, I would look towards San Francisco or maybe Toronto, uh, Minnesota at as the longest of shots. And then I think that they make another low-key trade. So it's important to note that the Cardinals have nine days. Uh, and we talked about this at Meet Me Unusual with Alan Medlock and Daniel Shoptal, two of my, my good friends. Uh, we talked about this a little bit during Meet Me Unusual. But the Cardinals have ten days to add – or nine days, rather, to, to protect players uh, – uh, from the Rule 5 draft. And there's three guys at the very least who they're going to add. They're going to add Helsley, Thomas, and Genesis Cabrera. And the roster's at 38 right now. So in the next nine days, there will be roster churn. And it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Is a good Tommy Edmond comparison Alex Bregman? No, no. Uh, you know, a, a good Tommy Edmond comparison is like... Uh, honestly, the the 80s Whitey Ball fans are going to love Tommy Edmond. He's a smart base runner. He's a good base stealer. He is a switch hitter who hits for a little bit of modest power, five home run power from the left-hand side, but is an average hitter from the right-hand side. Uh, Tommy Edmond is like... He's like that Greg Garcia-Daniel Descalso combo, but who can hit from the right side and also play a good shortstop. Tommy Edmond is going to be a very important cog in the machine for a while for the Cardinals. Uh, from Sam Wolbold, uh, what do you expect the opening day rotation to be? So I think we would all be doing ourselves well to prepare for Flaherty, Seamart, uh, Michaelis, Wayno, and Waka. And again, I, like if I'm in the front office, I'm preparing as if Michael Waka can't help you. Uh, but the Cardinals will prepare for it, uh, as if he can. I love what Wayno has done, but I'm depressed. Uh, do we keep J-Mart from, uh, I don't know, from, I don't know who put that. I think it might have been our buddy Jeff Niehaus. Uh, I do think Carlos Martin, or, uh, J-Mart stays. And I I've gone over it a couple times. Let me tell you my thinking about J-Mart. Uh, the thing about Jose Martinez is his value to the Cardinals is probably higher than it would be to any other organization. You know, if he just played a little bit of defense, then things might be different. They might be able to get a really solid return. Uh, for him, but he's super cheap, and the Cardinals have questions out in the outfield until they bring another outfielder in. Uh, uh, you're looking at O'Neill, Jmart, and Fowler as your right fielders. Uh, and again, I would only expect them to make an upgrade uh, in the outfield with Harper. Other than that, like Michael Brantley doesn't do it; those players don't do it. You have internal options to solve that. But because of how cheap Jmart is, I just don't expect them to move him if they don't have to move him. Or if they don't get blown away uh, in trade talks. Sweet sweatshirt. Yeah, that's right. We got our Prospects After Dark hoodie. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Between my red beanie and my Prospects After Dark hoodie, I'm the happiest person on earth. Hey, Victoria, how are you? Hello, Kyle. I hope you're feeling better. I am feeling better. And I'll tell you what, uh, by this point in last week's Prospects After Dark, I was already feeling it. My head was throbbing. I was in bad shape. And I feel good right now. I am going to try to slow myself down and keep it at a, a, a modest pace. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. I call fall, foul on Fowler. I like what you did there. Austin Stone, 563. Martinez has orange hair. Cy Young. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, that's maybe that's the one thing with uh, with Seamart. Maybe the reason that he hasn't won that Cy Young and taken that next step or whatever people want to say, even though he's a great pitcher, uh, maybe the reason is because he's never dyed his hair orange. Maybe he needs to do something crazy, like do like just shave weird things into it. Uh, Cardinals third base prospects. Oh, yeah. So, again, you're going to want to stay tuned starting on Black Friday as I start dropping my organizational depth rankings. Uh, I'll probably start with the starting pitchers. That'll probably come out Friday. We'll probably do the outfielders Saturday, first baseman catchers rather on Sunday, and so on and so forth. We're doing 10 starting pitching, 10 outfielders. 
Uh, I think that I'm going to conclude with the third baseman because the Cardinals have just some really interesting and fun players, especially their top four third baseman in the organization, that get me excited. And it should get Cardinals fans excited too, but remember, we temper our excitement for the 17-year-old. Uh, live or tweeting from Ashley. Yeah, Randall Road says, uh, 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 Gorman. Uh, so what, how that, how that third base thing will work is I'm writing an article about that and that'll be on Birds on the Black. Uh, we'll, re- we'll, we will release that every day. There'll be a video accompaniment similar to this where I'm telling you about the prospects and N. Chill and the lovely and talented Emily Roth is going to help us out, uh, who is a pad person. Uh, the two of them are going to splice together some video and it's going to be a really cool thing, but it's going to be an article form and then we'll, on pad, we'll go over the prospects uh, once a week. Uh, how good is Dylan Carlson from Graham? Uh, so I think the best way uh, to to quantify Dylan Carlson is all of the tools are there, right? Like, all of the tools are there, and he's done well for himself at advanced levels for someone of his age. But he's poised now as he enters double-A baseball, uh, the, the Texas League, to break out. I don't think it'll happen at first. Uh, I also think he might start the year at uh, uh, in the Florida State League at A Advanced and then move at some point to the Texas League in Springfield. Uh, but he's really good, Graham. He's a better right fielder than I think anyone gives him credit for. He has a tremendous, a tremendous arm. Uh, he has great range for a big boy. He's like six foot two, six foot three. He's a little lanky. You do well to put on a little bit more beef. Uh, but he's lean. And he's strong. Uh, he's really good. We don't necessarily have a full idea of how good he is. But I think by the time we're talking about the end of the 2019 season, we're talking about a player who has tasted Memphis. Uh, I only get excited by 18-year-olds. Legal. That's right. You never get excited about a 17-year-old uh, unless you're in a different country where it's legal. Thoughts on third base for 2019? My thoughts for third base is if we're operating strictly on what the Cardinals have on their 25-man roster right now. Uh, it's a timeshare between Gyro Munoz, Jed Jerko, and Matt Carpenter with Jose Martinez cycling around to first. Uh, you know, guys, look, you guys know how what I would like. I would like for the Cardinals to trade Jed Jerko to free up that $8 million that they have to pay him this year and the $13 million that they'll have to pay him next year. I love Jed Jerko, too, and I'd love to keep him, but he's a really important asset that you could probably market pretty well. Uh, and then I would like for them to sign Josh Donaldson and then figure out the rest from there. So how many guys are we going to lose that we don't put on the 40-man, Mr. Hicks? That's a really interesting question. So, again, I think that there's probably anywhere from three to five guys that the Cardinals will add to the 40-man. I I would think that if they don't add Ramon Urias or Max Schrock, that those two guys might walk. And then it gets really interesting because of the pitching depth in the organization. Some of those guys might end up being interesting picks for a team like the Padres or the White Sox. You know, they've got guys like Brian Dobzanski, who we've talked about at Meet Me Unusual, Meet Me Unusual again. Uh, Junior Fernandez, who I don't expect the Cardinals to protect, but you just never know. There are plenty of options out there. You know, my guess, Mr. Hicks, is that they lose two guys and they're both pitchers. Uh, if not Urias and or uh, uh, Schrock. Is it fair to say the Cardinals have been more aggressive than with their prospects than in past years? I think they've been more aggressive with their top-end prospects in, in the last couple years. And I was thinking about this today as I was thinking about Tommy Edmond's potential for being on the opening day roster in 2019. There's no way that Tommy Edmond would ever have a chance to be on the 40-man roster. And it's because he's not one of their top-end prospects, and he's not on the 40-man. He doesn't need to be put, and he doesn't need to be put on the 40-man to be protected. Uh, so guys like Tommy Edmond, they're usually not as aggressive with. But the, the top-end guys, especially pitchers, they're not hesitant. And we might look at Dakota Hudson and say that they 
waited a month to bring him up and maybe cost him some important innings uh, that could have helped the major league team. But they still brought him up, and they still use him in an important role moving forward. Uh, it's all about opportunity, of course, Adam. But I do think that, by and large, they're more aggressive than they had been. Is Darian Gonzalez worth keeping around? So... I meant, again, the, one of the last groups we're going to do when I get to my organizational rankings for Birds on the Black are relief pitchers. And when we get into that, uh, I, I, I say that. I'm, not, I'm still not 100% sure if I'm going to do relief pitchers or not. What I know is that Darian Gonzalez pitched well at the end of the year uh, at Springfield. It would have been nice for him to be at Memphis and to see how it would have been at Memphis. His velocity was back up. His curveball looked good. His changeup looked good. Is he worth keeping around? I Look, it just depends on where the assets shift. As of right now, if it's between him and Junior Fernandez, I'll be honest, I think I'd hold on to him. Uh, if it's between him and Genesis Cabrera, then I'm, I'm moving him and, and putting Genesis Cabrera on. Uh, once we're allowed to get weird, I have a take. Yes, from Jake Hassan, get weird whenever you want. We'll, uh, we'll uh, do the thing. Chances that Genesis makes the team in the bullpen. Uh, from John Greco, our good friend John Greco. So, John, uh, Mr. Derek Gould wrote an article where he was talking, uh, and in the article he, he hit on a note that Genesis Cabrera has been pitching out of relief uh, in the Caribbean uh, Winter League. I believe he's pitching in the Dominican Winter League. Uh, and he's, he's the big-time lefty with the prospect that they got for Tommy Pham, the lefty uh, starting pitcher. Uh, throws 97 miles an hour, has a really good slurvy, curvy slider with a really good changeup that can die, you know, his fastball dials up to 97 and he has good, uh, differentiation in between the speed on his pitches and control and command and all that stuff. Uh, I hope not is my answer because I think the Cardinals are going to need every one of the starting pitchers that they could possibly have, uh, available for 2019. Uh, again, the Cardinals return, as of right now, all of their pitchers from last year, and they needed each and every one of those pitchers. And that's why I personally believe that to go into this coming season without having additional reserves from a starting pitching perspective it, it is dangerous. Will, will Carson really be the backup this year, or is Eric Fryer coming back? Uh, no, Gary Bennett's coming back. Yeah, as of right now. Have you talked to Mr. Harper about the guest appearance on here when he signs for STL? Yeah, I'm working on it with uh, his people and MLB The Show to see if we can have it all released at one time. Uh, Blake Record says... Oh, Eric Fryer. Uh, what's, what situ, from Hex, our boy Hex, what's up, Hex? And I say boy, I don't know if you're a boy or a girl, I apologize, but to Hex, um, what situation is Wisdom in this offseason? Well, as of this very moment, Patrick Wisdom is on the 40 man, uh, roster. So he's not in a situation. He's protected. He doesn't have anything to worry about. The only thing that he has to worry about is if by some turn of fate, uh, they pull him off of the 40 man, which I don't think is gonna happen, because if they move, if they take Patrick Wisdom off the 40 man, and then someone picks him up, or they try to pass him through waivers, and someone picks him up. That takes away a little bit of third base depth that they otherwise might have. And uh, if you take away a little bit of that third base depth, then it doesn't allow you to maybe move Gyro Munoz in a, a Gene Segura trade. It doesn't allow you to move Jed Jerko in a trade for a left-handed relief. Uh, I think that Wisdom is fine and protected for this coming year. Uh, thoughts on cards bringing back the baby blues? It seems like a foregone conclusion. I believe uh, I believe two of our people, Travis Janik. And uh, uh, Cardinals rants, our Cardinals rant rather, they both were on it that the the picture of Ozzy doing the backflip in the '80s uniform, the white, had been doctored to powder blue. Uh, I'll be honest, I think uh, I hate the powder blue. Uh, I'm not, I don't have an emotional connection, and it seems like the only people that are really into it uh, are the people with emotional connections to it from from their time as fans in the '80s. Uh, I, it's just not for me. Uh, I don't think they look good, but I'm also not a uh, uh, you just went there, Kyle from GM Gersh. I, uh, it's just not my, it's not my cup of tea. You know, I was talking about with somebody, everyone loves those Saturday uniforms too, and I like them a lot, but there's something that's off about them, and I just wish that they'd like go to like a throwback hat. 
something about those uniforms just sometimes they don't look right to me. I think they're beautiful, but they just don't look right. I wish it's there. It just needs something else. Uh, again, I look, I'm simple. I like road grays. I like, I like home whites, uh, home creams, and I don't need to get any type of uh, 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 weird about it. I have zero emotional connection. just looks good. Uh, I love the powder blues from Travis Janik. They need to take off the front number. Damn, Kyle, the blue. <laughs> oh, uh, Kyle, you are now dead to me. Megan, no, come back. Megan, we, we were just becoming one. Uh, I was born in 1996 and loved the baby blues. What the fuck? The powder blues are, are amazing. Oh, God. Uh, everyone turn on me. Boo this man. Uh, players weekend unis are the best. I do love those players weekend unis. I, I think that's a lot of fun. I like home cream, bro. Uh, blues, blue or red hats on the road, navy hats on the road. And if you think that the red hat should be on the road, then you're dead to me and you need to evacuate this conversation. You're dead on with the unis, Kyle. Thank you. Uh, love that home cream, boy. Uh, the Sunday's home hats is pretty. You know, I remember when they first started doing that Sunday home hat. That was not for me. I did not like it at all. Again, I just didn't, I, I say I don't like it, but you have to understand, like, for me, I just don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't really have a take. Like, even the powder blue, which I don't find aesthetically pleasing, I, uh, uh, a powder blue pad merchandiser, get the fuck out of here, I like that. Um, like, it just doesn't bug me. You know, I don't like it, but they play with it, and as long as they're playing, I'm a happy boy. Uh, but I remember being young when they introduced those Sunday hats at first and not liking them at all. And now, like, I don't even think about it. When they're playing, I don't even notice that they're wearing them. Uh, Spider-Man 3 is a terrible movie. Uh, was so bad. Uh, any surprises for opening day roster from D. Harris Auto? That's a good question. Now, again, we preface this by saying that there's going to be a lot of moving parts between now and then. Uh, and, and that there's no telling how it's going to go. What I will say is, I'm going to contradict something I said 10 minutes ago when I was talking to Adam Butler. Uh, I do think that Tommy Edmond has a chance of breaking with the big club as a left-handed bat utility player off the bench, depending on how some, some dominoes fall. Uh, that could be interesting. You know, maybe an interesting take uh, is I don't think Tyler O'Neill is going to be with the Cardinals this, at the start of the year. I think he ends up getting traded because I don't personally believe he fits the style of baseball uh, with his high strikeout rate that Mr. Schilt is comfortable with. And I think that that was, uh, that was kind of shown to us as we went down the stretch and Jose Martinez was your everyday right fielder, um, even though Tyler O'Neill offered more of an upside and was a better outfielder. So I, my guess is that they used Tyler O'Neill in some trade to get better in some capacity, but what that capacity is, I don't know. I will say that's my big surprise is Tyler O'Neill isn't on the 25-man. Uh, what's the answer to third base if they don't sign Donaldson? To me, the answer at third base if they don't sign Josh Donaldson is you run out there with Jairo Munoz, Jed Jerko, and Matt Carpenter in 10 or 15 games, and you hope that by the All-Star break, the Angels are out of it, uh, the Rockies are out of it, and the Nationals are out of it, and they haven't re-signed Anthony Rondon. Uh, Rendon, rather. Uh, again, those three guys are not going to be traded this offseason because those teams are hoping on being competitive this year. But that doesn't mean that come the All-Star break that they won't be available. And I would bet, especially with Andrew Elton Simmons, uh, he becomes available if the Angels are out of it. Uh, especially with their financial situation. And I would like for, at that point, Simmons to take over at short and DeYoung to move to third. But I don't want them to get reactionary and do something crazy like sign Mike Moustakis because he's a left-handed bat uh, to play third just to play third. Remember, the Cardinals have been in trouble in recent years because they've been reactionary, right? They traded for Jason Hayward because Oscar Tavares died. It was a reactionary move. They got a great year out of Jason Hayward, but that was it. Uh, they got Grichik, too, which is kind of a... Uh, 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 that's a different trade. I'm out of my stupid mind. Uh, they, you know, they got Jordan Walden... Um, 
And that didn't work out. Uh, but, so then what happened? Mike Leake was a reactionary move. They responded to the market's aggressive pricing of starting pitchers. They signed him, and that backfired. Dexter Fowler was an overly aggressive move as they adjusted to the market. That didn't work out. The Cardinals are at their worst when they're just adjusting to the market and when they're, when they're letting the market play them. I stay away from any of the other third basemen. At that point, if you've missed on Donaldson, uh, if you've missed on Harper, then your offseason needs a strict change. Now, one thing we've talked about in our group chat, and I believe that Moe's algorithm is the one who brought it up initially like a month ago, is that it could be interesting to maybe make a trade for someone like Jake Lamb and run a platoon out there of Jake Lamb at third with Jed Jerko or Jairo Munoz. I'm all for that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jed, Jed at third. Uh, not to, uh, no to Moose and Squirrel. Uh, Daddy Harper. Uh, let's see. What's the best they could get back for Tyler O'Neill? Well, you know, it's total cop-out answer, but think of a player like Marco Gonzalez. I still think that that value is there. Now, if they wanted to trade down and maybe get some interesting prospects, uh, they'd be able to get that, I would think. But as far as, like, what kind of high-end return, I don't think it's there uh, necessarily. But it could be a really interesting piece for, like, Carlos Carrasco. Uh, way to go, Kyle. Here comes Lamb to STL for the next month. <laughs> Uh, we'll not tolerate Gyro Munoz, uh, slander. Yeah, we like, we like Gyro. Remember, Gyro's issue is that he's not a middle infielder, right? Uh, he's definitely not a second baseman. It's a position he's played less than any other position other than center field, which somehow they called him a center fielder, even though he never played it. Um, he, he's, he's perfectly suited for third base on a daily basis with the proper reps and hiding in a, an outfield corner if things don't go well. But he's not a middle infielder and putting him at the middle infield is a liability. Uh, how long does it take to get the smell out of your mustache? Uh, you know, I wouldn't know because I try to keep that smell in there as long as possible. Any chance O'Neill starts next year in Memphis from Iowanek? Uh, you know, Iowanek, I don't think so. Anything could happen, right? If they bring back Harper and they can't trade, or if they bring back, if they bring back Fowler and they sign Harper and they can't trade J-Mart or Tyler O'Neill, well, Tyler O'Neill is going to go back down to Memphis. What is your opinion on what happens to Fowler this offseason uh, from, uh, from Woolbold? Uh, so... This is how I feel. I would very much like for the Cardinals, because of the other options available in right field, and I want to make it clear that I love Dexter Fowler as a human being uh, and as a 2017 Cardinal player uh, hitting second in the lineup, uh, but I just like I would like for them to move him. Uh, I just think that it gives, even if they don't bring Harper in, it gives Tyler O'Neill a chance to play at right field every day and see what that looks like. I just don't think it's going to be easy for the Cardinals to trade him. I think that, uh, you know, it's hard enough trading that salary, and it's hard enough getting him to turn that, like, to remove that no-trade clause. Uh, but what's even more difficult is finding a match for him uh, coming off of surgery and a season-ending injury. That's not easy to trade either. It's just a lot going wrong with him. Look, if the Cardinals don't upgrade the outfield, I am fine with him going into next year uh, with a potential starting role. But again, just like with Adam Wainwright in the starting rotation, the Cardinals need to be smart about the hook that they give him. They can't last until June anymore. Uh, what was your take on Rosenthal's Harper report? So my take on that right from the get-go is simple. I think that people were blowing it out of proportion. Uh, I think D. Gould and Rosenthal were saying the same thing just in a different way. Look, Use logic here. Try to try to avoid emotion. What I think ended up happening is I think Mr. Mosellac at the beginning of the spring, or at the beginning of fall, uh, beginning of the winter, started calling around and got a price on on Bryce Harper. And as we found out later in the week, Boris is talking about four hundred or five hundred million dollars for Bryce Harper up front. And the Cardinals aren't going to pay that. Look, no one's going to pay $500 million for Bryce Harper. And if they do, they're crazy and they can have him because that's a bad contract any way you cut it. Uh, but what probably ended up happening is they called 
Boris gave his price. Mo said, all right, I'll stay in touch, but I'm going to do my business elsewhere. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do the responsible thing and pursue the, filling the holes that we have. Uh, in the meantime, while the price drops into an area we're comfortable with. Uh, again, I, look, the Cardinals are in touch with, with Boris, uh, not only about Harper, but his other, his other clients. And, they owe it to themselves to not spend over $400 million for him. As sad as that is, uh, they owe it to themselves to not give him a 14-year contract. That stuff is, it hurts you in the long run usually, even for a player like Bryce Harper. At that point, you just get creative and try to make your roster better as a whole. Uh, Cubs fans want Fowler back so bad, just let uh, do decks for KB straight up. Yeah, that seems like a fair trade to me. Uh, Chris Bryant's coming off of a bad year. No reason to think that uh, he would cost more than that. I know you're just joking. And you're right, like... In, in our minds as Cardinal fans, and because of how beloved he was as a Cub, we think, oh yeah, he'd be a perfect fit there, but I can't imagine the Cards and Cubs making a trade. Have you made any progress on acquiring Barclay? Uh, you know, I tried sneaking in there last night and spent the night in the penthouse. Uh, the penthouse? Uh, that's something different. I, never mind. Never mind. Uh, oh, Jay Ferg, what's up, brother? Uh, uh, 12 years, 382 is my cap. That's still a lot of money. Why is this on Sunday night? It's stupid. I don't know who put that. Uh, it's on Sunday night because uh, it's the Sabbath. Uh, let's see. Ooh. Dogfish head. Yeah, yeah, so I, uh, spent the night in prison is what I meant to say. Just a terrible joke. I did terrible there. Uh, from Drake Man, do you think Bader gets an extension like DeYoung? I don't think it'll be as much as DeYoung, but I would imagine that the Cardinals are probably working on an extension with Harrison Bader, similar to the one that they gave DeYoung and the one that they gave Wong in years past. Look, Harrison Bader's a perfect guy with the perfect age. It's just perfect. It's perfect timing. Uh, we don't have to work tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully, Jay Ferg, hopefully. But uh, as as the gentleman who runs our snow-related activities uh, out in West County, uh, there's a chance I might get called in anyways, but at least it'll be time and a half. Uh, drop the soap from Austin Stone. It's funny, I just took my pants off, and uh, I'll drop that soap all over your face. I honestly think Harper's contract will be around 350 I do, too. I do, too. But remember, that means it's going to be a long off-season. And uh, put yourself in a management... Um, I'm going to take this off for a second. Look at my weird head. Uh, put yourself in management situation, right? If Scott Boris wants $500 million, or even $400 million for Bryce Harper... That's that shows you let like to get it down to 350 is a long arduous process, and uh, if you're management of a team and you have holes at third base and on the left side uh, left side of the relief left side of the pen to fill, you're gonna fill that. O'Neill is only 23. Give him another year to develop. The problem with another year to develop, and again with someone like him, he could always use more time to develop because of his high K rate. But he's not going to get any better at AAA because he's surpassed the AAA level. Like, he's refined his approach for the AAA level, and his strikeout rate is not going to be what it would be at the major leagues. The only way he's going to get better because of the type of hitter he is is to get those reps at the major league level. Uh, and that's kind of a tough spot for him right now. Gloves are off, and so is the beanie. Uh, what's the max per year you think Jonathan will get? I don't think it'll be any more than 20. Uh, maybe you have to go 23 mil uh, to get him for shorter years. Uh, aren't the cards in a unique spot where even if they do get a third base, they still might be able to get Bryce? So one of the things we talked about at Meet Me Unusual, or at, with one of the things uh, during Meet Me at Unusual we talked about, was the fun thing about the Adam Wainwright contract is just how creative it was. And I think that you could get super creative with both a one-year or three-year deal with Josh Donaldson. And if you ended up bringing in Bryce Harper, you could get super creative there. But the issue is... That, yeah, maybe they might be able to bring him in.
But the Cardinals will not go past that little magic area where they're spending the 7th to 13th most uh, in baseball because that's how much money they're bringing in. They believe in proportionate spending to the money that they're bringing in. And that probably puts them more than likely uh, at 35 to $40 million to spend at most this offseason. And uh, I don't think they go over that, and that makes Donaldson and Harper tough. Uh, let's see. What's the chances Boris puts on a Black Friday sale for Harper? Zero, but I gotta tell you, I'd be super excited if, like, Black Friday ended up being a big sale day. Uh, two years with option, 40, could be 55 for, for Donaldson. I'm all for that. I heard Arby's are good for concussions. Arby's, all that does is clean out your soul. Bryce loves Washington and the fans there. Uh, money talks, but would he really sign with the division rival? If somebody's willing to give him an extra $50 million, he'll sign anywhere. Money money talks. The more money, the louder money talks, right? We, we all know that. Uh, he Look, I think he'd sign with the Mets. Uh, I think that his brand is very, very important to him and the people associated with him. And there isn't a place where you can expand your brand more than you can in New York. Not even L.A. or San Francisco or Washington or St. Louis or Chicago. Uh, so I... Don't think division rival matters. I just don't think that he's going to go to San Francisco. That's what I think. Uh, Johnny Damon says, hello. Hello, Johnny Damon. Where the hell have you been? Uh, at school, I'm known as the Cardinal Girl by students and teachers, and I don't know if that's good or bad. That's a good thing, uh, uh, Maddie, right? All Paul DeYoung. That's a really great thing. Uh, money talks, but bullshit walks. I have two legs. I'm bi bipedal, and I walk. Am I made of shit? Dat Diddy. That K. Diddy, Donaldson is Dexter Fowler, changed my mind. Uh, he is not. One is a black gentleman, the other is a white gentleman. Did I do it? Uh, have we mentioned Kaikuchi yet from Chandler Hayes? For those of you who don't know, I, I don't remember his first name, and even if I remembered it, I would butcher it. I think it's uh, Yossi uh, Kaikuchi. He's a Japanese left-hander, and uh, he's going to be on the free agent market. His team over in Japan has posted him. Look, I'm not a Kaikuchi fan. Uh, sorry, Chandler. I, I think you and I talked about this last week. Uh, I did a lot of research on Kaikuchi, and again, I've had a concussion this past week, so my brain is still a little weird. Uh, I think that he can be devastating against lefties, but a lot of the power, and he let up a lot of home runs over the last two years, is off of is by righties. And that concerns me. Like, I think you're talking about the Kenta Maeda type of pitcher from him. You're not talking about, like, Francisco Liriano when Liriano was good. Uh, I would like to know what the contract total would be. He's not as good as Sy Michaelis is or Miles Michaelis. Uh, he's like tier three pitcher, tier four pitcher. You know, something like Michael Waka. That's the kind of pitcher that he is. And that's a good deal, but it's not the kind of deal that you want to go all in for. Uh, research the coochie. <laughs> you know, it's funny. If anybody wants to come over to my apartment and look at my browser history, you'll find that the amount of research I've been doing on coochie is probably alarming and worth contacting federal authorities. Uh, he'll go to the Padres. Do you think Marcelo Zuna will be a Cardinal after 2019 from Little Wee's 15? My thought about that is it all depends on how this offseason goes, right? If they trade Tyler O'Neill and Jose Martinez is gone and they bring in Bryce Harper, then then I don't think he'll be here. If they commit a lot of money to Josh Donaldson or Manny Machado in some weird case, I don't think he'll be here. But if the Cardinals manage to go this entire offseason without committing a lot of money over a long period of time and he comes back healthy from that shoulder surgery, I think... There's a very good chance they do. Uh, Coochie is good, Kyle. That's right, Mr. Hicks. Uh, I, look, if you say it's good and I say it's good, then it's got to be good. Uh, let's see. Uh, where are we out here? Uh, what's the max per year you think Donaldson will get? We talked about. 
Uh, Tyler Mustache was watching this while he poops. I recommend everybody watches this while they poop. Uh, this is the show of pooping record. Uh, uh, now who you want, uh, not who you want, but who do you see the Cardinals getting for the bullpen from Sammy Smith? I do. I really do think that they're going to target both those lefties in San Francisco. Uh, I think that maybe the, the interest in Miller in Britain is a little overblown. I would hope that they've learned their lesson about spending money on diminished talent, uh, from the bullpen, uh, or for the bullpen rather. Uh, I'm telling you, man, uh, that Meza for Toronto. He just seems perfect for that role. I, that's who I want them to get, and that's who I could see them targeting. Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, from Sam Wobold, what are your thoughts on the Epstein comments about the Cardinals? I did not read them. I did not see them. You'll have to. Uh, you'll have to pull them for me. Dbrand three one four asks Alex Reyes in the bullpen. So uh, just a quick little recap of that. The last that was reported about Alex Reyes is that he would enter the twenty. 19 season in the same similar fashion to how he entered 2018, and that was ready to go by May. Like they were going to inch it along with him because of their pitching depth that they have. For me, I do believe that Alex Reyes in the long term could go back to starting and being fine. But I think the Cardinals would be in their best, it would be in the best interest of both the Cardinals and Alex Reyes for him to be a back end of the bullpen piece in 2019 with Jordan Hicks. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. Edwin Diaz is as good of a closer, and teams are talking about spending an astronomical amount of prospects to acquire him from the Mariners, and the Cardinals have a better version of Edwin Diaz, and his name is Alex Reyes, and a, a, a player in Jordan Hicks who is just a level below Edwin Diaz. And if you can put that at the back end of your bullpen, you're probably going to be fine all year. Uh, Sox will re-sign Kimbrell from Randall Rhodes. I'm anxious to see how that all goes. I don't think he's in the Cardinals' plans, but we'll see. No one was looking. I was thinking of you. It looks like we're doing song lyrics now. I like it. Uh, this is good to listen to while I do dishes from Jay Ferguson. That is, yeah, yeah, uh, that is a, that's a pad slogan indeed. Uh, <laughs> any chance you see the price of Miller or Britain falling to a comfortable cost from our boy Not really? I do think, and again, look, I think with Miller in particular, right? I, I think I think Andrew Miller finds his way onto a club in the last month of spring training. I don't think a team's going to spend high for him because of the injury concerns and the velocity dip and a statistical backdrop or backfall rather. I think teams will, will fall off on that, and then you're looking at something like a one-year sixteen million dollar or a one-year fourteen million dollar contract come March. Britain's another story. Now, Britain lost a mile per hour on all of his pitches this year. He was coming off of the Achilles injury, and the Achilles injury worries me. But I do think that if those guys are willing to take, like, if Britain ends up saying, all right, I'll take a two-year deal at 30 mil, I think the Cardinals will be in on that. And I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not particularly happy about that. I would like for them to address the left side of their bullpen uh, via trade. And I think that the options via trade are better uh, and more cost-efficient. Uh, thoughts on David Robertson from GM Gersh. So I stand firm, again, if I'm putting Alex Reyes in the bullpen, that I'm not adding anyone to the right side of the bullpen. I'm going into the, the offs, I'm going into next year with Brevia, Leon, Reyes, uh, uh, Hudson, Ponce de Leon, potentially Luke Weaver, and, uh, 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 some, J, uh, Jordan Hicks in my bullpen. Any chance Tony Fossis will come out of retirement and join the bullpen from Dad K. Diddy? I sure hope so. Bring all those old bastards out. Uh, FMK, Harper, Bader, and Bryant. Uh, I'd kill Bader. Man, I gotta tell you, if I could look into the eyes of Chris Bryant every day for the rest of my life, I'd do it. And then I guess you, you bang that Harper. Gomber, the answer for left-handed relief. Uh, so the only issue with that, Mr. Rhodes, is that Gomber doesn't, as good as that curveball is, uh, lefties can sit on it. And it's not something that he's done particularly well 
out of the bullpen. Remember, he doesn't have a lot of bullpen experience, and his first taste of the major leagues, well, his first taste of the major league was to just sit on the bench and then get sent back down to Memphis. Uh, but his first taste of action in the major leagues was out of the bullpen and it wasn't good, and it's because he's a reverse splits kind of pitcher. He's good against righties. He struggles against lefties when he can't command the strike zone. Uh, Austin Gomber's perfectly suited for your fourth or fifth uh, uh, starting spot. That's his ideal role. To me, he's not much of a bullpen piece. Uh, can we get Gary Gaetti to play third? There's a chance I've heard that he's coming out of retirement. Uh, he and Ankiel had the same surgery this past week. Uh, Jose Luke Jed, who is traded and who is a Cardinal on opening day? I think Jose Martinez is, and I think Luke Weaver is, and I think Jed Jerko is going to be moved. Uh, Weaver is a ray of sunshine. We need that in the dugout. Yeah, and he's, the, the players love him, and he's always working to get better. Uh, and, you know, that fastball changeup combo, if he's locating his fastball, could end up being a really good piece out of the bullpen. In my mind, and he doesn't throw with the same velocity as Joe Kelly, but in my mind, Luke Weaver is a type of bullpen producer that Joe Kelly is, just not with this flashy stuff. Uh, Weaver will turn it around. Book it from Drake Mann. I hope you're right. I do really like Luke Weaver. Uh, from Sam Smith, uh, we went over that. Oh, Holy Shield, FMK 2018, Sammy Sosa, 2018, Dennis Rodman, or 2018, Mike Tyson. Look, uh, the thing about Dennis Rodman is he's out uh, securing our borders in North Korea, which we are not bordered with. Uh, but he's created friends in North Korea, so you marry him because he's out gallivanting on weekends and you can do whatever you want. You bang that Sammy Sosa. And I know you bang that Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson's going to bang you. And I don't know what's going on with Sammy Sosa. Uh, things got a little weird. Uh, look, my skin doesn't look the same as it did in 20, or in 2006 either. Uh, but his is really taking a sharp turn, and I'm scared of that. Uh, do you think Goldschmidt is a legit target uh, from Big Old Buck, which is a great name? And I think that's a, I think that was a, a Darth Vader avatar to you, Big Old Buck. I do think that the Cardinals are in touch with the Diamondbacks about Paul Goldschmidt. Is he a legitimate target? I think the Cardinals are going to work hard to upgrade both the left uh, and the right corner at first and third. Uh, is he a legitimate target? Look, I've heard some crazy trade rumors being thrown out there uh, by, by local media. We talked about it in Meet Me, on, Meet Me at Usual. Apparently Mark Saxon was talking about like Dakota Hudson and Luke Weaver and Tyler O'Neill and like another really good prospect for one year of Paul Goldschmidt. Look, if that's, if that's the asking price, the Cardinals will pass on that. And if they don't pass on it, then they've made a huge mistake and are being reactionary again. Uh, Coach Holsley says, uh, Cardinals much quieter than we hope. Uh, well, so here's my thing about uh, the offseason and the Cardinals and potentially being quieter than we all hope is after last year's offseason, and again, the talent last year isn't the talent this year, but after last year's offseason, I'm kind of apprehensive about this, this offseason moving quickly. Uh, remember, too, that until, let's see, November 20th is when you have to have your, your roster set for protection from the Rule 5, and then I believe November 25th or 23rd, uh, about that time is when players accept their qualifying offer or turn down their qualifying offer. So for the next 10 days you'll, or 9 days, you'll have an interesting amount of turnover in the back end of 40-man rosters. And then after that, once teams finally get the answers from the qualifying offers, that's when you'll start to see movement. Uh, I'm not surprised that we haven't seen much movement now. And I think last year should give us pause about expecting fast and quick movement uh, at the get-go of, of the offseason. We'll see what happens at winter meeting time. Uh, let's see. Do you think a team might take a flyer on Dennis Ortega in the Rule 5 from Cloud Kareem? So Dennis Ortega is a really interesting one. We talked about this at Meet Me, Unusual, Meet Me at Mutual as well, as the top of my pen goes rolling away. 
I don't think a team would take a chance on him. But again, you just never know what a team like the Padres are going to do or a team like the White Sox are going to do. I really hope not because Dennis Ortega is an important cog in this organization moving forward. Uh, I don't think he's at the point yet where a team would think, all right, his development will be won't be hindered by sitting on the bench 120 games out of a year. Uh, but you just never know. Uh, Braun, not Brown, how are you, sir? Uh, let's see. He was great during spring training in the beginning of the season. I don't know who we're talking about. Oh, we've got a bunch of conversations going on. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Weaver, Cecil Fowler. Any chance these guys are gone soon? Uh, let's see. The Phillies, watch out. Yeah, I think a lot of people expect the Phillies to be aggressive. Pad meet up in Vegas for winter meetings. That would be a fucking thing. If we don't get Harper uh, money on other needs. Again, look, the Cardinals, I don't know what happened to the top of that cap. Uh, the Cardinals are going to be, they're going to spend money this offseason. They have the money to spend and they have holes. Now, if just because they don't spend 35 or $40 million on Bryce Harper, don't expect them to spend 35 or $40 million to make their team better in the immediate. Expect them to spend $20 million or $25 million, maybe even 30 on the high end. Uh, but they're going to spend money. And you just hope that they don't do something crazy or maybe wrong and spend... 15 or $20 million a year on Mike Moustakis because he can hit left-handed. Uh, hope that they get the best players. That's that's all I can say. Uh, I'm outstanding. Thank you for asking. It's my pleasure, sir. Thank you for being here. Uh, day holes turn to night holes. Uh, <laughs> my holes. Uh, what does it take to get Edwin Diaz more than we would give up for a back-end reliever? Uh, wild flag for abuse and shut down for a minute. Uh, I thought we were some... Pro oh, no. What happened? Oh, Travis, I'm sorry about that. Uh, when is Boris going to talk about Harper's genitalia like he did Arietta's last year? Uh, my guess is right around winter meeting time, hopefully. You know, I would like to sit down at the Thanksgiving uh, dinner table and have a nice little talk about the size of Bryce Harper's dick. We'll probably do it anyways, even if uh, Boris doesn't bring it up. What do you think a potential package could look like for Mesa? Uh, uh, Jose Mesa? Jose Lima? Uh, let me tell you what I think a package for Jose Lima would look like. The Mesa brothers, they signed. Uh, uh, Victor Victor and Victor Mesa Jr., they both signed with the Marlins. There's no package to be had. Uh, but you know what? While we're talking about packages, I got this package, bro. Uh, hi, yes, please, more genitalia discussion. Yeah, Ashley, we'll talk about as much dick as you'd like to. Uh, send comment. <laughs> oh, no. Just comments. No pictures, freaks. Uh, who would you want to meet at the Winter Warm-Up Caravan this year? I would like to meet Derek Gould, and I would like to follow him around. Like, he he would be so uncomfortable. No, you know, I, I, I... You know who I would like to meet? I'd like to meet Ryan Helsley. Uh, I've talked to him via direct message once or twice, I think. Uh, I would like to meet Ryan Helsley. I don't know if he'll be there or whatnot. Uh, there's no telling, but I, I love Ryan Helsley. I'm a big fan of Andrew Kisner. Uh, I love his family. I would love to meet and talk with Andrew Kisner other than in, like, a press conference setting. Uh, there's some really awesome people. I'm never drinking again. Oh, my stars. My stars and garters. Uh, let's see. Several girls are getting the Mesa Bros package in Miami. Yeah, one at a, lining them up and stacking them and putting them down three or four at a time. Wow, dick talk, Pat after dark. Yeah, it's Kyle after dark time. You love his girlfriend, don't you, Kyle? It's none of your goddamn business. Has anyone seen Brockmeyer? Brockmeyer is great. Uh, I, that, uh, that Kiefer Dean Roach and that Cardinals Gifts got me to watch, uh, uh Brockmeyer. It's hilarious. I met Andrew Kisner last year at the caravan. He's a real nice person. Let me, okay, now that we bring up the caravan, that brings me to my segue of who I want to meet. If I can meet someone at the winter warm-up, I want to meet 
the, the I, I want to meet. I've already met the Hicks family. But the joy that I would have being able to be on one of those caravans in a temperature-controlled setting, like maybe the 50s in middle America, uh, that's what I want. I'm looking forward to that. I hope we get to do that. Uh, Kisser is the nicest person on the planet. Yeah, his family's ultra, ultra awesome. I've had the pleasure of talking to multiple members of the Kisner family, as well as Andrew, uh, here and there. Very small with Andrew, but the rest of the family, I, I adore that family. They're incredible people. Luis Robert or Alex Bregman? Well, Alex Bregman, because he's doing it in the major leagues, and he plays a position that uh, the Cardinals need in third base. But i got to tell you, that Luis... And so, real fast... One of the things I've noticed as Luis Robert has raked in the Arizona Fall League is our boy has lost a little bit of muscle. And I don't know if that's by design or because he keeps breaking his hand and hurting his wrist. Uh, but he's smaller than he's ever been. Uh, hey, I can make that happen, Kyle. I don't know. Uh, the caravans are dope. If you've never been, you should go and bring a child so you get free autographs. Uh, looks like you're going to be my, uh, you're going to go with me, Ashley. You, me, and your son are going to get some free autographs. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hannibal, uh, Hannibal Burris is not appreciate. Appreciate it enough. I agree. A uh, father for Bregman straight up. Father for Bregman and Springer, in my opinion. Uh, Philly fans are the worst, by the way. I don't want to talk about Philly fans. Oh, shit, I don't know if I get a free autograph this year since I'm, I'll am i be 15 by then from real Paul DeYoung. Oh, God. I really, really, really have to watch what I say on here. How different would this offseason be if they had signed Robert? It would not be any different at all. Did that, did that Luis Robert home run ever land? No, man. That was a 550-foot home run. He got all of it. And let me tell you what really impresses me, and it was always what impressed me about Luis Robert. His hands are quick. His head is steady. Everything is through the zone and beautiful. But to get the kind of power that he has without a big leg kick or even a modest-sized leg kick is true, real, in-game power. Uh, you don't see that enough, and it doesn't come around that often. That's part of the reason why I was so... Uh, big on him signing with the Cardinals, or the Cardinals signing him, and I'm still heartbroken that it didn't happen. Uh, my brother is 20. I've heard and seen everything. It's okay. Uh, that's how my dis. Uh, that's how my uh 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 uh. What the fuck is it called? Um, that's how my subpoena. I'm gonna get sus- subpoenaed, and that's how my uh, look, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the 15-year-old said that her 20-year-old brother told her and said everything. And I swear to God, I just, I went with that. Uh, follow for Bregman and Springer would be nice. Yeah, I think the Strohs would go for it. Yeah, yeah, you know, I would think the Strohs would want Brett Cecil's contract. Uh, but, you know, maybe you get lucky. To Brett Cecil's contract, we raise our glass. How long have we been doing this? Boy, we're rolling. This is fun. It's nice to be able to do prospects after dark without a head injury. Uh, from John Falcon, which is an awesome real name. If cards suck, go, will Mo or Gersh get canned? Who would you like to see take over as GM? Well, uh, so I'll stop you there. Uh, look, I'm a big fan of like someone like Dan Cantrovitz. And uh, there are some other options there you know, throughout baseball. But Mo and Gersh, even if the Cardinals don't make the playoffs this coming year, they're not going to get canned. Remember, uh, John Mazalak is following what Mr. DeWitt asks for to a T. And Again, Mr. DeWitt is asking for the playoffs, but if he's not willing to give those players that maybe Mr. Mazalek would pay for, or Mr. Gersh would pay for, he's aware of that. He's not delusional about stuff like that. So unfortunately, uh, he, Mr. Mazalek has at least another year before things start to get weird for him. Astros Correa coming off of injury, uh, approaching arbitration. I'd make a call to Houston to check in. Me too, Chandler Hayes. Uh, but remember, there's a window now for the Astros. And as they start trading off some of their prospects, uh, their higher-tier prospects, um, their window becomes more narrow. 
So you're talking about needing Correa. And, you know, you can make a call, but I don't think that they'd move him. Not yet, at least. Do the Angels finish with 85 wins next year uh, if they get a pitching gem? Maybe. Potentially. Uh, they just replaced a bad manager with a manager who is terrible. So that ought to be interesting. Uh, but, uh, look, I don't have faith. Uh, again, in my mind... Andrew Elton Simmons is going to be traded by the All-Star break, or by the trade deadline, because that team just isn't good. Uh, something tells me the Astros aren't going to be in a hurry to deal with the cards. So it was kind of hinted at during that Ken Rosenthal article that the Astros and the Cardinals engaged in talks for trading Tommy Pham, uh, and it was the Astros as the aggressor. Even Kevin Rosenthal in the article said that it was kind of hearsay if the talks actually went on or not. I don't. I don't think that at all. I just don't think that those teams match up well because of where their talent is at different stages in their career, right? Uh, there aren't a lot of options that make the Astros better. Tommy Pham would have been one of them, uh, but I just don't think those teams match up. That's in the past. Look, uh, I, I firmly believe that both Mr. Mazalock and Mr. Uh, Lunau would do whatever it takes to make their teams better. Uh, I'd rather have Moose than Seeger, and I don't want Moose, so LOL. Um... Here's how I feel about Seeger and Moose, right? Part of the reason I don't like the idea of signing Mike Moustakis is it's just another contract that has the potential to be bad. And if you keep Dexter Fowler on your roster, then that's another contract that could potentially be bad. That might not even make your team better in any capacity other than against right-handed pitching. Now, if you can move straight up Dexter Fowler for Kyle Seeger, then I'm doing it. I I'm doing it in a heartbeat. I just don't think that that's a real option, uh, not only because Dexter Fowler would probably need to be attached to another prospect in order to get Kyle Seeger, even with a contract flop, uh, but also because why would they take on a player who just came off of season-ending surgery? Uh, Seeger or Lamb, well, for the sake of the Cardinals not upgrading third base if they don't get Donaldson, uh, I would rather have Lamb because I don't think Seeger, I think the Cardinals would be too tempted to use Seeger every day. And I think that they'd be able to actually work a true platoon between Lamb and Gyro or Lamb and Jerko. Uh, Moose is a garbage can. Look, M Mike Moustakis isn't necessarily a garbage can, right? He's a perfectly fine player. It's just he's not a transformative player. And the Cardinals have plenty of fine players. They need a transformative player. Without a transformative player, we're talking about another 88, you know, 86 to 91 season and praying that a team ahead of them from this past year falls off. Uh, enough that you can sneak into the playoffs. But the Cardinals are definitely in a position right now where they can't score around and they've got to get somebody who can turn their lineup over. Uh, someone like Mike Trout. Yeah, you're right, Holy Shield. Um, Moose is a supporter, a supporting player. Yeah. And again, that's not like, that sounds like we're picking on Mike Moustakis, right? And the fact that he is a left-handed hitter is appealing to the Cardinals lineup. But we don't mean that to bash on Mike Moustakis. It's just that even hitting 28 home runs and driving in a bunch of runs, but only getting on base, you know, 31% of the time, it's just not enough for what this Cardinal needs. Uh, transformative. Uh, the real RW22, I hear Optimus Prime is available as a transformative player. Uh, God, I'm an idiot. If you had to have one or the other, Brett Cecil or an ice, <laughs> an ice luge, oh man, the damage that I would do with my genitalia to an ice luge makes me want an ice luge, luge right now. I will freeze everything I have made of liquid in my apartment in order to luge down this bastard. Outside of Harper Machado, who are the transformative players that are, uh, transformative players that are available options? Again, I think because of his injuries, we are all losing track of just how good Josh Donaldson is. 
Josh Donaldson is a lineup transformer. He makes a lineup better. And again, the health question is there. But he's got to pass physicals. And if he doesn't pass the physical, then you don't bring him in and then you adjust from there. But Josh Donaldson is. And because of the injuries, you're going to be able to get him for at least one year at a reduced price. That's the kind of person that you jump on. Even at $20 million for a player with the injury history that he had over the last year and a half, you still do that because he can totally flip that lineup and make it better. Uh, speaking of transformative, who would be the most attractive cards player as a woman? Man, that's a great question from the Redbird way. <sighs> Tyler O'Neill. Now, I know he's got the big muscles and everything. Now, it'd be Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader would be the hottest chick on the team. Uh, if he's cheap, do you think it's a good idea to re-sign Adams? I do not. Uh, Donaldson could be the next Beltran, in my opinion. Yeah, that's like, he's that type of player, but better. He, look, Carlos Beltran is a Hall of Famer, potential Hall of Famer. But at that stage in their career, when they would become becoming a part of the St. Louis Cardinals, Donaldson has more to give uh, at a position of need, too. Uh, Yachty is a woman, don't at me. He's got some feminine qualities, that's for sure. Uh, I don't even know what that means. Yachty kicked my ass. I should keep my stupid mouth shut. Uh, to Yachty being the man of all men. Uh. Let's see. Uh, Jack Flaherty is a woman. Which brings us to the Jack Flaherty's girlfriend being the most attractive woman on earth comment. Uh, Ozuna as a woman is underrated. Yeah, you know, with that long yellow sleeve, it gets me going a little sometimes. Ozuna as a woman is picking up pace here. Uh, again, yeah, how funny is that, right? So we start talking about Jack Flaherty. We're going to talk about Jack Flaherty's model girlfriend. We're going to start talking about Harrison Bader being a hot chick. We're going to end up talking about Sasha Bader, the official uh, sister of Prospects After Dark. A uh, woman should kick ass. Women do kick ass. Women kick more ass than guys do. We're a fucking mess. Without women, this world would be fucked. Miles Michaelis is a woman, and also it wouldn't be a world because, you know, babies. Uh, who is even in the Machado race? Napa really. Uh, I think that a lot of people would say right now it's the Dodgers if they can sort out some payroll issues. I think that a lot of people would say the White Sox and the Phillies are like the three teams that are probably knocking on that door the hardest. Not to mention Donaldson is younger and has some better years ahead of him. Potentially, yeah, if he's healthy. Uh, wait a sec, Luke Weaver. Oh, yeah. Well, so the thing about Luke Weaver, right, and this is where my mind gets turned around, is with that fake facial hair that happens sometimes... I think, like, Italian woman with that, like, super hairy face. You know, like, all your friends' moms growing up that were a little chunky and then that weird, like, stubble that would grow and you couldn't stop staring at it and you knew that she was watching you stare at it but you couldn't not stare at it because you were eight years old and it's the weirdest thing ever and here's me going through therapy. I'm damaged. Sorry, Miss Catania. A healthy Donaldson and Ozuna is scary good. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Coach Hosley said, or Housley said, uh, like, Weaver as a woman. Yeah, I like him as a woman, too. Uh, why does Machado get so much less chatter in STL than Harper from John Falcon? John Falcon, that's a great question. And I think that the reason it, it is... I ha Look, I have, a, uh, I have a feeling about something that I can't really go into detail about because it is based on some, some chatter that I've heard. But what I will say, uh, the reason that Machado to STL hasn't been given a lot of attention is because all of the local media seem to indicate early on that the Cardinals are not in on Machado. And I believe that that's pretty, pretty accurate information. Uh, for whatever reason, we'll, we'll stay out of it. Uh, but it just doesn't seem like the Cardinals are interested in, in Manny Machado and the skills that he would bring to South Beach. Uh, he's no, again, uh, I worry about a guy like Josh Donaldson and the Cardinals' true interest in him because of maybe some of his attitude issues. And again, 
I, it's not a problem that I have with Josh Donaldson. I just worry about like them bringing in someone who's outspoken. Uh, what about Brantley or Kutch? Uh, they might be in that scary contract range, though, from Big Old Buck. Look, if the offseason passes and you bring in one of those guys on a one-year deal, oh, look, I can live with it. But I think that the Cardinals, if they can't move Fowler, and even if they can move Fowler, owe it to themselves to see if, if Tyler O'Neill can be that alternative in right field if they can't bring in Harper. In my mind, the issue with with Andrew McCutcheon and Michael Brantley is that the contracts that they're going to get probably probably price them out of the Cardinals range, but also don't bring you back the value that you would want out of that. You know, keep in mind that we view things very, very in the moment, right? Uh, we have recency bias when it comes to things like this. Because Brantley and Kutch are available now, and we're all dissatisfied with what uh, Mr. Dexter Fowler brought to the club we think that we ha- it has to be addressed right now. Well, the only reason it would have to be addressed right now is if you can bring in someone like Bryce Harper because he, he is a once-in-a-lifetime free agent at the age of 20, or not once every 20 years because the last time you had a 26-year-old as talented as he is uh, as a free agent was uh, uh, Alex Rodriguez. And don't give me that Jason Hayward. We all knew that that was a fluke. Uh, but other than that, you don't you don't reach. Don't forget that this season will evolve and people will become available as the season goes on. And at that point, I just believe that Tyler O'Neill is a better option than Michael Brantley at a price or Andrew McCutcheon at a price. Uh, if healthy, all the young needs for a rebound is just uh, at bats. Uh, Mr. Hicks, I missed your question. I'm sorry about that. Uh, how many games will Donaldson play next year? I believe uh, Josh Donaldson plays 130, 35 games. Uh, could O'Neill play first base from Coach Hol- uh, Housley? The issue with Tyler O'Neill playing first base is he's only 5'11". And I know that he's big in stature and he's athletic enough to play Anywhere in the diamond, I'm pretty confident of that. Uh, now, footwork and issues, and obviously you can't play shortstop or third or second or any of that stuff. Uh, but he's athletic enough to play the position. He's just not big enough to play the position. And believe it or not, like, sure, maybe back in 1971, somebody could play first base at 5'11", but you just can't do it now. And especially with some of the options that the Cardinals have in the field, they, they're going to need a bigger target. Uh, he's an outfielder. He's a corner outfielder. Uh, who is the one guy that will get spring training invite that is not on the radar from Mr. Jason Hicks bringing it hot? Uh, if Harper does indeed come to STL, what are your thoughts on front-loading the contract? Uh, that's exactly what I want. I've said it before. 40 to $45 million up front if you can make it happen. Uh, Mr. Hicks, who is one player that the Cardinals bring in on a minor league invite? Uh, I'll say it'll be a left-handed reliever. It'll be someone like Tommy Maloney or, uh, uh, if he's willing to take a minor league contract, Oliver Perez, someone like that. That that's that's the best that I can do. Uh, I'm gonna get some water real fast. Oh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, uh, hey, sensational. What's up, Bo? Uh, sup, Kyle? One of those days, uh, I'll make it on time. You're fine. Just thanks for being here. From T.S. Jewel, do you feel Fowler not being as good as has fully crushed getting a good return on trade? Absolutely, yeah, but again, it's not only that Fowler hasn't been as good, it's his contract and the injury. You know, it's hard to trade a player coming off of injury that cost him the last two months of the season. Uh, he could always earn that value back, but uh, look, I just, I don't think, and anything could happen. You know, maybe if you take, uh, one thing we've talked about in our group chat, maybe if you take all of Zach Grinke's contract, then you can move Fowler to Arizona. Maybe, maybe you get lucky and Seattle will do a one for one swap for Kyle Seeger. I don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, I think it would have happened already. Uh, but remember, the one thing about Dexter Fowler's trade value 
it's kind of a moot point to even bring up because he has no trade clause. And if he's not willing to be traded, then it's not even worth talking about it. Uh, drink the water, bro. I know, Ferg, right, man? Uh, if you were GM, what would be the first trade you propose at winter meetings? Uh, I would trade everyone for Sasha Bader. Uh, California is a country. See what I did there? It's a state. Uh, Chance Fowler would waive no trade clause for a fresh start. I think that the feeling that we get uh, from local media and the people attached to the St. Louis Cardinals is he would if they brought in another outfielder and took his like potential starting spot away from him. Then he might. But as the, as the roster is currently uh, designed, he would not. Can someone show me Sasha Bader? Uh, Google, Google her. Google her. I am. Uh, why no talk of Hudson as a starter from Coach Housley? Well, the issue with Hudson as a starter is that there are five guys already penciled in to be starters. And believe it or not, in my own personal opinion, the role best suited for Dakota Hudson, based on what I saw, even when he was dominating AAA, is a bullpen role. And the Cardinals' bullpen is suspect. Uh, with him in the bullpen, it gets a lot better. With Weaver and Ponce de Leon in the bullpen, it gets a lot better. From Graham, what's likelier, signing Bryce Harper or making a huge trade with Jerry Depoto? Well, making a huge trade with Jerry Depoto is not likely. You'll notice he makes weird little small little trades, and he doesn't really have like a big trade piece other than Paxton and Diaz, and the Cardinals don't have the piece. Uh, so I think the question was what's more likely, Fowler, moving Fowler or making a trade with Depoto? Well, making a trade with Depoto would be, but making a big trade, it's it's equal parts. Uh, my Red Sox won't trade with you. Uh, we have ripped off from the Cardinals in previous trades. Ha, ha, ha. I like that, yeah. Well, you, you would think so, right? The last trade that I can remember was what? It was... Uh, 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 Masterson, and then after that it was it was Kelly and uh, uh, Craig for Lackey, and sure John Lackey was a big help to the St. Louis Cardinals uh, uh, for a year and a half. But look at what Joe Kelly did. Joe Kelly was an important part of that bullpen. That trade ends up being kind of null and void. Uh, you don't think Segura is a big trade piece? Patrick B, thanks for calling me out. I am wrong. Uh, Gene Segura is absolutely a big trade piece. And that is something that I could see happening. I just don't see it happening immediately. That You're right about that. I, I will take that back. Good work, Patrick B. To Patrick B, great work. Uh, from SD Howes. Said, bring Joe Kelly back. Yeah, look, if Joe Kelly's cheap, you bring him back. But the Cardinals have plenty of options who can play that Joe Kelly role uh, uh, as it is right now. Uh, they need to either go super upgrade, which doesn't exist, even in the you know with the concerns you might have with Craig Kimbrell, or uh, stick with their young pitchers, and that's what I would like to see them do. Kelly was terrific, but he has been up in a free agent this year. Uh, great work, Patrick B. Indeed. Uh, Robbie Cano, well, so Blake Riker, the issue with Robbie Cano, other than that he's coming off of steroids, uh, and I believe that the Cardinals would stay far away from that. Again, people will cite Johnny Peralta, but remember, Johnny Peralta took uh, diet pills both times. It's not really steroids, it's just a fat dude trying to get skinny, which I can sympathize with. Um, I think that they would stay away from that, and that Robertson-Cano contract is still so hefty that I don't see a team touching it. Uh, Drake Mann, hey, what's up? Welcome back. Cards make play for John Gray from Todd Thiessen. I don't think so. Look, uh, if there's one thing that the Rockies probably realize at this point is they need every pitcher that they can possibly have. And losing Adovino, while John Gray's probably a starter in the long term, means that there's at least one spot that might have a domino effect. Uh, I don't. I just don't see that happening. Now, Sonny Gray, for the, uh, for the uh, Yankees, he could be an interesting piece. And yeah, I would think that the Cardinals would contact the Yankees about Sonny Gray. Uh, last few big free agent signings haven't panned out. No, you're right about that. Uh, Kelly up and down, I mean, overall... Uh, yeah, again, uh, Joe Kelly is a fine player and a fine clubhouse guy, but I maintain that the Cardinals have a young, uh, uh, 
again, he's not as electric. He doesn't throw 100 miles an hour. He doesn't have a slider that'll wow you. Uh, but I believe that Luke Weaver is a type of bullpen piece that can impress on the same level that uh, uh, Joe Kelly would at a very, very reduced price. Uh, from Adam Blackburn, any chance of reunion with Cards and Adovino? He's nasty. That's the filthiest pitch in baseball. I, I'll maintain that until the day I die. Adovino's slider is my favorite pitch to watch. But the issue with Adovino is the same issue with Kelly. Now, could they bring him back? I could see it. And Luke, Luke Gregerson last year set the precedent that the Cardinals would bring some of these guys back. I just don't think that they're worth the price with the options that you have on the right side of the bullpen. If these guys were left-handed, I could definitely see it. And I could definitely see overspending. But the fact that they're right-handed and that's where all the Cardinals' pitching depth is, is not something that I could bet on. Uh, let's see. Still uh, pose, uh, pisses me off. They didn't just pay for Donaldson last year. Me too, Burley. You know where I'm on that. I argued and argued with everyone on Twitter about that. Uh, he did, uh, uh, Adron Chambers, you my boy. Little Adron Chambers talk from Blake Record to you, Blake, to Adron Chambers. Uh, <laughs> Young for Kozma straight up. Uh, bring Donaldson and J.A. Hat back together in STL. Yeah, do it, Matthew. It's mm -hmm. a good name, too. I, look, I like J.A. Happ. If J.A. Happ wasn't going to be a starter, I would love for him to be a lefty relief, lefty relief option. Oh, Mean Joe Thurston. I love that Mean Joe Thurston. Mm. Oh, man. Okay, so let's do a little resetting real fast. Uh, we've, we've had a great conversation tonight. We've talked about the third base prospects. We've talked about Fowler's contract. Uh, we've... Uh, Oh, the Jay Baker asks, can he touch my head? Anytime, baby. Anytime you want to touch this melon, please do. Um, we've talked about everything, right? We've had some weird conversations. We've talked about uh, Sasha Bader. We've talked about beautiful women. We've talked about Cardinals players and being beautiful women. Uh, follow for sale, move sale to BP and Lugie Roll. Who says no? <laughs> uh, it's a great question. Uh, from Cheeky Mark. Uh, you could get Sunny Gray easy, you guys in the Midwest, or I don't know what that is, but I hope so. Uh, could Kisner staying at catcher hurt his offensive potential? I don't believe so. Look, uh, I don't think Andrew Kisner's small little, slight little step backwards offensively had anything to do with his catching. He needs to become a better catcher, uh, but I just think that he needs to be the everyday catcher at a place, and we'll see that power start to manifest. Uh, the more Sasha Bader, the better. I would agree with that completely. Uh, again, keep feeding your questions. Cecil have a DFA short leash from uh, Cadence, uh, the Cadence Jason. So again, we'll, we'll talk about the 40-man real quick. The Cardinals have until November 20th to add people to protect them from the Rule 5 draft. And I do think that Brett Cecil has a short leash. A leash. I think ideally, from a front office perspective, the Cardinals would like to add another piece before they move Brett Cecil. But... Since he has two more years and not one more year on his contract, I would think that the Cardinals would look to potentially bring him to spring training with another lefty and hope that Cecil gets his mind and his body right. Uh, but you just never know. I Look, I yes, to answer your question, that was a bullshit way of answering your question. I apologize. Yes, I definitely think Brett Cecil has the, the shortest leash imaginable. Uh, it's going to be a shame if front office can't do what they need to do this offseason. Off I agree. Uh, no more Schrock, no more Schrock. I hope, uh, I don't know, I, you know how I feel. I like assets. Is Kisner athletic enough to play anywhere other than catcher and first base? Andrew Kisner was a very good defensive third baseman for NC State as a freshman before moving to catcher. Now, how long would it take for him to move back to third base? That's a skill position. You're talking about at least two years, maybe a year if you get like Paul DeYoung. And he's as smart as Paul DeYoung is, and make no mistake, he might not be like as quick as Paul DeYoung is, but he's athletic. 
Uh, and that smarts will go a long way. But I just... Right now, it's first base or catcher for me with Andrew Kisner. I like the front and back double play. Good for you, show off. Uh, CJ Cron is likely to be a non-tender. Get him. The, the, what the problem with CJ Cron, right? Is what, what is he? He's a DH first baseman. The Cardinals have enough of those guys. Uh, I feel like he has one, unless my memory is correct. Incorrect. I wonder who we're talking about. Uh, what are we talking about? I want to know. I want to know. Uh, I don't know what Hack Muff is damn right about, but he's probably damn right. Uh, do you remember the sister Insta Discovery Night on Reddit? Because me either. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's something going on there. Something really, really going on there. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got requests. We've got stuff going on. Uh, yeah, so, that, again, uh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's my fault, guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. All right, so. Uh, Yachty is be live on Insta. I feel like we, in fact, do not have a player like CJ Cron. Uh, I think Jose Martinez is a lot like CJ Cron. Kind of a player without a position, except for Martinez hits for more, uh, uh, uh Jose Martinez hits for a better average and doesn't supply the power that CJ Cron would. Do you think we have a chance to get a player through the Rule 5? If we have space, yeah, yeah. Now, who it is, again, we won't know who's available until after November 20th. Uh, Jake Hassan says, I love you. Hello. Hello, Jake. I love you, too. Thanks for being here. Um, let's see. Do you think it's less pressure to play for the Cardinals than Boston, Philly, or the Yanks? I do not. Look, I think uh, I think with social media nowadays, I think anybody who has their ear to social media, it's hard to play in that town. Uh, I spent a little time stalking some Tampa Bay Rays fans, and they're as crazy as Cardinal fans are, as crazy as Philly fans are, as crazy as Boston fans are. So, no, I don't. Uh, I... I just think that nowadays, if you're emotionally frail at all and you have your ear to social media, baseball's professional sports are going to be tough on you. Uh, sold on Pauls. Uh, yes. Ask Father that from the Cadence Jason. Uh, favorite double play. My favorite double play combo was anything that involved Fernando Vina. How great was Fernando Vina turning the double play? Do you think we have a chance to get a player through Rule 5 if we have space from Claude Kareem? We talked about that. Yeah, I absolutely do. Uh, what's the future after Yachty? Well, what, the Cardinals have Yachty signed for two more years? How about this? The future after Yachty is Yachty or Molina. As long as Yachty or Molina is healthy, he's going to play. Uh, and after that... Look, you're talking about at least two years, if not three years, if not potentially four years, if Yadier stays healthy. Uh, I don't think his career is over at this point, uh, at the end of his contract. And after that, you have 18-year-old Ivan Herrera. You have 21-year-old Dennis Ortega. Uh, you still might have Carson Kelly around in a backup role. You still might have Andrew Kisner around. Uh, there's plenty of options like down at the lower, lower, lower levels, uh, but plenty of years between now and after Yadier. Uh, Yadier Molina will win his 80th gold glove at the age of 87. Uh, Lane Thomas is a very good prospect. Is he a coach? Uh, I don't know. What, look, the thing about Yadier, right, is I don't know if he's a coach when his playing career is done or not. Uh, keep in mind, he has a young son, and he might just want to coach his young son. Uh, Kyle always picks the triple play with Langford Brigman and Robert. Yeah, I'd like to be the lucky Pierre in that. Uh, Yadi bombs forever. We love a good Yadi bomb. Cosma and Carpenter turned a mean double play. That was a nasty, disgusting thing. Uh, Eric Thomas is just asking about players with a question mark after him. Uh, Gorman is a person, yes. Uh, Cardinals will let Yachty play as long as he's effective. From Victoria Dryden, our friend Victoria, they'll let him play even if he's not effective. Uh, if there's one thing we've learned from the beginning of this season with Adam Wainwright, it's that they're going to let him play no matter what. 
Martinez and Dakota Hudson for Kirilov. That's not how trades work. Uh, which Cardinals player is most likely to be a closet cocaine addict? Harrison Bader, no doubt. If a Yachty bomb was a drink, what would it be? Uh, it would be, well, any bomb, right, has Red Bull in it. And it would probably be, uh, what's like, it would probably be like Remy Martin and Red Bull. Uh, uh can Yachty still hit from, uh, Chichi Mark, or Cheeky Mark? Yeah, he can still hit. He's hitting for power and He's really an important cog in the Cardinals lineup. Yachty will have the torch off to his eldest son. That would be a really cool thing. Can you imagine? Uh, Yachty has a Supreme Court seat on the Cardinals as far as I'm concerned. I think as far as every Cardinal fan is concerned. Who would win in an arm wrestle, Big Mac or Matt Holiday? I'll take Scott Rowland. If a Yachty bomb was a drink, what would it be? Uh, thank you, Sexbot. We appreciate you being here. PR, uh, Puerto Rican rum and Red Bull, tequila and Red Bull. Uh, so it shall be. Tequila and Red Bull is a good guess. You know, it seems like he drinks bourbon, but again, it's, you know it'd be like some pimp shit, right? You're talking about, uh, uh, brandy, like brandy and Red Bull, some crazy shit like that. Um, uh, you know, something along those lines. Would Cardinals be dumb to trade for Goldie while also acquiring Grinky? Uh, yeah, he hit second again next year from Todd Thiessen. It depends on what ends up coming, Todd. Uh, I, I'm okay with Yachty hitting second if he's healthy. I, look, I'm not one of these people who thinks you need speed at the top of the lineup. I just want a guy who gets on base. Uh, Yachty hitting at the top of the lineup is a concern because he gets aggressive early in counts. Uh, and I don't remember what the other question was. Tequila Red Bull makes me throw up. Yeah, because it's disgusting. Yachty just hit an oppo home run in last night's game. It was beautiful. Uh, uh, how does a lineup with Judge and Stanton not win the World Series? Blows my damn mind. You know, that's a really good point. Like, it just goes to show you that I mean, it goes to show you that everything's just a crapshoot. Uh, you hit your best hitter second from Patrick B. I think that I don't know if that always works. Yeah. Look, it's all about what you have. It's not necessarily hitting your best hitter second. It's about finding the right person with the personnel that you have and hitting them second. Just like leadoff. Look, if you've got a guy who's not a prototypical leadoff hitter but can fill that role, then you put him there depending on what the rest of the roster looks like. It's about having the right people in the right situations. Is Delvin Perez still in the long-term plans? I would imagine he's still in the Cardinals' long-term plans, but uh, you're going to want to stay tuned after Black Friday at Birds on the Black because I wrote, I just got done doing, earlier today I did my write-up of the top five shortstops. Uh, Delvin is not one or two, he's three on the list. And uh, I have a lot of information in there about Delvin's season. Uh, maybe some stuff that's revealing. Uh, is he still in the long-term plans? He's as much in the long-term plans as a 20-year-old prospect can be. If you were a hot dog and you were starving, would you eat yourself? Fuck yes, I'd start at uh, right at the bottom there. Uh, why do Yankee fans think they can trade Stanton to the Dodgers and sign Harper? Because fans are fucking crazy. All you got to do is look at Cardinals Twitter to figure that out. Why are the bots only copying the messages? Shake my head. Uh, let's see. Is Terry Fuller still a thing? Terry Fuller was hurt for nearly all of the uh, 2018 season. He played at the end of the year. He is still very much a thing. Uh, he he actually trained his ass off and hurt his shoulder, and that's why he missed most of the year. I'm anxious to see what the 2019 season holds for our boy. Uh, Brandon Crawford is a person. He's a shortstop for the uh, uh, San, Francisco, San Francisco Giants, who unfortunately doesn't make this Cardinals team full of above-average players any better. Uh, first off, all how dare you, I am a Cardinals Twitterer. <laughs> Hack Muff, I like you a lot. You're a good dude, and I'm glad that uh, I think it was Ashley... Uh, Miss Enthusiast, Miss Bad Tweet Enthusiast, uh, put me in contact with you. Uh, Deuce, Brian, Deuce Brewski's here. Hey, Deuce Brewski, how are you, my friend? Or just give him a 10-year with two opt-outs. Uh, if we're talking about Josh, uh, 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 Bryce Harper, 
You might be talking about three opt-outs, and you might be talking about more than ten years. First off, uh, what does the new GM do in San Francisco? Uh, two chicks at one time would be my guess. I like you too, Kyle. What, you're not in the love stage yet? Fuck you, huff, hack muff. It's over. Uh, you're welcome, both of you. Bad tweeting enthusiast. How long till Gorman is MLB ready? Look, you want to be the... Okay, with Gorman, from an expectation standpoint, right, uh, I don't know what year it is. It's 2018. 2019, if at the best, he ends a year at Springfield. 2020, he ends the year at Memphis. At the earliest, you're talking about 2021. If he gets accelerated, 2020. Uh, two chicks one time left my... Uh, Sarah Connors, I couldn't get service in Roger PDX from my brother Mike. Uh, Sarah Connor misses you. Connors misses you from Eric Thomas, uh, the true member of the resistance. Uh, so two to three years. Uh, MFK, Victor Garcia, Nick Plummer, and Jonathan Machado. I killed Jonathan Machado. I've been killing him since he was rumored to be signed by the Cardinals. Uh, Victor Garcia would manhandle me, so you do him, and then you marry Nick Plummer. Does Flaherty lead rotation in strikeouts next year from Jay Brown? Yes, I will take that bet. Uh, I will say he and Seymour are within 10 of each other. Kyle, one of my professors is hot. What do I do? You banger. Uh, where do you think Dylan Carlson and Larry start the year? I think Alary starts the year at Springfield, and I think Dylan Carlson starts at Palm Beach but moves up to Springfield in no time. Who makes up the rotation next year again at the start of the year, whether we like it or not, and, and if everyone stays healthy? It's Flaherty, Seamart, Michaelis, Waka, and Bueno. Uh, could Paul DeYoung make better meth than Walter White from Breaking Bad? But Paul DeYoung could make better meth. Uh, he could, he, I, Paul DeYoung gives us the best orgasms from what I've heard. Gorman fast track 2020, so Donald, other than Jordan Hicks. Uh... An 18-year-old man handles Kyle. Nice. Look, one step at a time. you got to take me out to dinner first. Fuck, Graham. Shows what you know. Uh, thank you for the advice. You're welcome, Wildcats. I'm just here to help. But, you know, be a good lover. Could monsters come uh, up next year? I don't have any idea what the fuck that was. I'm excited for next year's bobbleheads. I don't know what the bobbleheads are, but I am too. Uh, no way, no. Again, Mark, uh, I... I it's going to happen. It's just something we have to deal with. Who was the last player that played in the DSL for Cardinals and succeeded? Uh, it was Brian Sanchez. It was Jonathan Machado. Uh, 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 Magnura Sierra. That's why we don't invest anything in what goes on in the DSL. Uh, let's see. J.N. Pierce asks, Gorman Fast Track 2020 or so Donaldson for three years? Look, even if you give... Look, let me put it this way. The Cardinals need to be better in the immediate future. And what they have at the minor league level at this point should not influence how they attack the free agent market this year. They need to get better. They need to get substantially better. And if they start worrying about terms of contracts and making it work with their prospects, they're going to end up in a situation like they did with Oscar Tavares, where if, again, with Oscar Tavares, unfortunately, he passed away. But if a prospect doesn't hit the way that they want them need him or want them to hit, they're going to be in trouble. So, no, you look, ideally, yes, three years of Donaldson, that segues perfectly into uh, Nolan Gorman would be perfect. But keep in mind that between Donaldson, if the Cardinals were to sign Donaldson and Nolan Gorman, is a gentleman named Alaris Montero, who is more advanced with a better feel for the strike zone uh, in a better all-around game than Gorman shows. So there's kind of a, a bridge question there. Uh very, very interesting stuff. Kendra, I hope your movie was great. Welcome to our little program. Uh, could Montero from MLB Trades, could Montero come up next year? There's a very good chance 
there, there's a very good chance that that wouldn't happen, right? But under certain circumstances, anything could happen. If that guy starts the year, are you getting tickets to the Pools reunion next season? I might. We'll see what happens there. Uh, with Montero, remember, a couple injuries. He starts the year at Springfield and rakes, gets to Memphis quick and rakes. Anything could happen. Uh, Mondingo, again, Mondingo Montero. You're going to be at spring training this year from Patrick B. I'm going to try, but again, I have family situation that makes my, my planning ahead that far tough. Uh, in your opinion, does Alex Reyes stay healthy this year, and can he be a different? Alex, the, I'll answer that second part. Alex Reyes could definitely be a difference maker. He is a difference maker. Will he stay healthy? I wish I could answer that. Again, I would hedge my bets. I would put him in the bullpen, and I think immediately that would help him stay healthy uh, in the immediate. I just don't know. Again, the bullpen is a taxing role if he's getting up and being put down. Uh, I want Alex Reyes in the bullpen. <laughs> Uh, so where do you catch the caravan? I've never caught the caravan, Mr. Hex. Uh, but if you're on it, I'll catch it wherever you guys are at. I'll get close. Uh, I'm in OKC. Who wants to meet in Dallas for a Cards Rangers? That'd be awesome. Uh, can I come to your place for Thanksgiving? My distant family sucks, yo. Uh, so here's the thing about the Reese family. A little inside. Uh, first off, I hate talking about my personal life. Uh, my, my friends, my coworkers, my, my guys at work. They'll be the first one to tell you that I never talk about it. When people ask me, hey, what's going on? I like to say, hey, I'm glad you asked because it's none of your fucking business. Uh, but one thing you need to know about the Reese family is we're not necessarily the holiday types. Uh, many, many years ago when I was in my teens, I asked that we stop giving presents to each other. Uh, I don't celebrate my birthday. What we do is we get together for dinner and we pretend like it's not a holiday. It's a really weird thing. Uh, not to be disrespectful to re religions in any capacity. Uh, we all have our own different religious beliefs, and we're very, very respectful to that. Um, but we decided to make it about eating and about family. Uh, so I guess what I'm saying is we don't necessarily get together on Thanksgiving anymore because all of our schedules are bullshit. Uh, we're planning on getting together s this coming Saturday to have Thanksgiving with my mom. And then we'll probably have something clever on the actual day with my dad. But yeah, you're more than welcome to come over. Uh, uh, let's see. Kyle is a Satanist confirmed. Uh, sounds like my kind of family. Again, look, thing, the, the beautiful thing about Thanksgiving, right, is that it's about respecting everyone. It's about being thankful for what you have. And I'm thankful, first off, for the pad people. I'm thankful for my family. Uh, but I'm thankful for veterans. Uh, for allowing me the opportunity to live in a country that allows me to make my own choices. Uh, but what I'm thankful for more than anything is just the fact that I can live my weird little crazy little bohemian lifestyle uh, that is fully focused on baseball and getting out of this concussion and uh, drinking and eating and having fun and uh, have it with my family without having set dates that make me commit when I can't commit. Uh, you probably have cranberry sauce. No cranberry sauce at the Reese Foundation. We are full Germans, brother. Uh, uh, we were... I'm not going to say that. Oh, my God. Uh, so we have we have stuffing. We don't have stuffing. We have dressing, right? Uh, we have turkey. We have green bean casserole. Uh, you know, until I was an adult, like, until I was a teenager, I had never had a sweet potato casserole or sweet potatoes in any capacity. My mom hated them, so we never had them. I love sweet potatoes. Thanksgiving is a bullshit holiday, let's be honest, from Ashley Crow. Uh, from Sexbot, you probably have cranberry sauce. I'll put it all over you, Sexbot. Um, so anyways, getting away from that, let's get back to baseball. Who is the, the must-have prospect autograph to grab this year? Nolan Gorman. Uh, everyone would say Nolan Gorman. Uh, beers, yeah, from uh, 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 Mr. Uh, 
uh, fuck, I'm going to mispronounce your name. I will gladly have beers with you. I know what you, uh, say what you call. Uh, yo, green bean casserole is fantastic from, from Mr. Josh Brown. I, I think green bean casserole is the best side dish in the history of side dishes. Have the bots always been here or are they new? Uh, the bots come and go, you know, when they're really, really looking for a piece of ass like myself, they come in here. The fake bots. Uh, who is going to get stuffing? Uh, my mom. Uh, already have Gorman's, then uh, a Larry's Montero. If you don't have a Larry's Montero, then get Griffin Roberts. If you don't have Griffin Roberts, get Randy or Rosarena. If you don't have Randy or Rosarena, get Lane Thomas. If you don't have Lane Thomas, uh, travel down to the Gulf Coast League and get Malcolm Nunez. Get John Torres. Uh, there's plenty of players. Uh, no Thanksgiving for me. Got to work from Victoria Dryden. See, that's and that's where I'm at. Like, I probably won't have to work. I have government-sponsored holiday on Thanksgiving and the day after, but there's just no guarantee that I'll be off of work because of emergency conditions. So we try to get together whenever we can. Uh, what team do you expect to have the best off-season? Potentially Cardinals. You know, we were talking about this in the group message, and I forgot who brought it up. But last year, the Angels won the off-season, right? And they won 82 games, uh, which matched their total from the year prior. It doesn't really matter. I think a lot of people, by the end of the offseason, will say the Phillies had the best offseason, but we'll see what actually uh, renders from that. Uh, Cardinals would have been the bots back in the day. Now this place has gone downhill. <laughs> Get Kisner, yeah. And So here's the thing. The, the awesome thing, hey, uh, I work on Thanksgiving as well. Let's all work on Thanksgiving. Uh, as somebody brings up Andrew Kisner, the cool thing about Andrew Kisner is not only will you get his autograph, but you'll get a couple comments from him. He's a really awesome guy who will, who will be there to help out in any possible way. Uh... I do think that there's a chance that the Cardinals could have what might be considered the winner of the offseason. Uh, but the thing is, even if they sign someone like Bryce Harper and they move Dexter Fowler, you're going to have a lot of people hating on that move nationally because it's not what they wanted, and they'll be upset about it. Are you all jacked up on Mountain Dew from EE Tech 424? I'm jacked up on bourbon, my friend. We drink bourbon, and we're drinking beer, too, at the same time. Uh, I'm not going to – I'm jacked up on baseball. Uh, but I'm also jacked up on heroin. I got a Wayne Hall autograph in Atlanta a few months ago. That's cool. Uh, he's much taller in person. I'm six foot tall. Could you imagine if Pad was around in 2011? Uh, I would imagine it got banned shortly thereafter. Kyle, I love you from Rye Smith. Marry me. I have a pic on my phone of Kisner. Is it naked? Uh, am I the only one who thinks the Cardinals should address the bullpen from within? Uh, from, uh, from Mr. Wobold, I believe that the right side of the bullpen should be addressed from within, but I think it's time to address the left side from the outside, and I think it should come via trade, not the free agent market. Uh, talk of Harper playing 1B, O'Neal and Harper playing together. Uh, there's a lot of bro going on in the outfield that I would want I would want right in my face. Um, you know, we've talked about prospects. Again, I, I, I would, I, as it dawns on me, like you're going to want Dylan Carlson's autograph. You're going to want Andy Young's autograph. Uh, again, you guys know where I stand on this. I think Dylan Carlson, I think Scott Hurst to a lesser degree, there are two players that might be poised for somewhat of a accelerated ascent through the system moving forward. Um, you know, pitcher-wise, I like Evan Kuczynski a lot. Look, just get autographs. And if you have kids, bring your kids out to the stadium and have them get autographs. Uh, that's kind of the awesome thing about baseball, right, is when you can actually be accessible to the players. And especially the minor league players are the best. Speaking of people being bigger in person, Yasiel Puig is a monster. That dude likes to go to Telanius here at like 3 a.m. when he's in town and get crunk. Nothing like alcohol to aid the concussion recovery. It would be my choice. Yeah, I'm a fucking mess. And I've been good up until about five minutes ago. And I'll be honest with you guys, my head's starting to pound. So we might be towards the end of our program. We'll see where it goes. Uh, you're going to want Victor Garcia's autograph by 2020. Mark my words. You know, when Victor Garcia was healthy last year, he had a really good year. It's going to be important to see him uh, get a little bit a little bit better in this coming year. And hopefully he's healthy. But Victor Garcia and Terry Fuller are, are going to be at Johnson City next year, more than likely. 
And uh, it's going to be fun to see what they can do to Victor Garcia and Terry Fuller and Graham. And we're at the end of that. Uh, let's see. We've got a bunch of shite going on over here. Uh, I got Voight's autograph when he got sent down before he took J Mart's place. Luke Voigt is an awesome guy. Again, a local St. Louis in St. Louis in from the suburbs of St. Louis. Uh, you hear, you never hear anything but positive things about him. Uh, two months later, he was a New York legend. How crazy is that? Was Vladdy Jr. only left in the minors to manipulate his service time? Yeah, absolutely. That's not even a conspiracy. That's fact. Uh, my only, uh, welcome to America from Lou Brock. Oh, that's so cool. Lou Brock is the best. Uh, let's see. Need a clever uh, inscription for Bader. Uh, see if he'll sign his, see if he'll sign his name like Mr. Bader or Master Bader or something like that. Need a clever inspiration. Uh, inscription rather. Uh, maybe you say, uh, something involving bro. If you can get Harrison Bader to sign like, sup bro, Harrison Bader, uh, that'd be a really cool thing to have. Uh, I doubt he would do it, but if he can, that'd be awesome. Our Demlocks bro. Did someone say Victor Roach? No, real RW22. We did not say Victor Roach. Uh, we did not say, uh, Johan Miesis. Uh, why do the Blue Jays love former MLB players' sons so much? It's a great question. Uh, they're just hope, well, Here's what's changed over the last couple of years. Like, right, there was a time there when there weren't too many, like, second-generation players or third-generation players. And what's happening now is that these players are going through intense training when they're 10, 12, 14, uh, and they're actually really good players, except for Griffin Conine, who we hate, but he's pretty good. Uh, someone say Johan Oviedo. I love Johan Oviedo. Uh, Johan Oviedo had a great second half of the season after struggling in the first half in Peoria. You're going to learn about him. He's a top 10 prospect, uh, starting pitching prospect in the organization. Turn into, tune into Birds on the Black for that. I'm late to the party. What did you say about Tommy Edmond from Miranda 13? Uh, I said that he's awesome is what I said. Uh, I said that I would like for Tommy Edmond to have a chance to break camp with the big league club. I'm, I love the defense he plays at short second. A little weird at third sometimes, but he's a good pinch at third. Uh, I, I love his bat from both the left-handed and right-handed side, and I would expect him to be a St. Louis Cardinal if he's still in the organization and isn't traded uh, by the time we get to September. Tate Matheny's future Cardinal, get out of here. Uh, who love, would love to see uh, Bo Bichette in a Cards uniform? It's not going to happen. Again, that's a team that will definitely hold on to both Bichette and uh, Guerrero Jr. Touchdown Eagles. I don't know who the Eagles are playing. Uh, here we are talking about Eagles and Cowboys. Uh, Suns players, all the more reason to sign all Molina's offspring now. I hope so. Uh, my guess is Cecil is terrible again, and Genesis Cabrera steps into that role. Again, for me, I would like the Cardinals to address that role via trade and use Genesis Cabrera. Uh, again, at that point, Ponce de Leon and Weaver and Hudson would be pitching out of the bullpen, and you'd be able to go to Helsley if he's healthy and Genesis Cabrera as your minor league relief pitching in the starting rotation. Uh, Cattell Marte, thoughts? I don't mind Cattell Marte. I just, again, for me... I view this season as a make, or this offseason as a make or break offseason. And I don't think, Cattell Marte is just another player that is good. The Cardinals need something that's better than that. And Josh Donaldson at third base and Paul DeYoung at short makes them better. And if they're going to go in that direction, I just don't know if it makes them, if it changes them from an 88 win team to like a 92 win team. You might be able to get one or two more wins out of that. Maybe not even then. Uh, I just, I want more than Cattell Marte. Uh, I, and I think the Cardinals want more than Cattell Marte. And if they don't want more than that, then they're selling themselves short because they need more than that. Uh, 
That, that's my thought. I, I think he's a fine player on a team that needs a bit player. The Cardinals need more than a bit player. They need a, a, a they, they need an anchor. What type of return could the Cards get for the Jimmy Flem 50? Oh, man, you, you left me hanging here, Jimmy Flem. Uh, what type of return could the Cardinals get for the Arch? My thought would be that they could get Bo Bichette. Uh, does anyone remember Stephen Hill? That guy was uh, not great. He was a good catching prospect, though, just to kind of put it in perspective as we talk about catching prospects, as we talk about prospects, and what true value they have. Uh, is Dakota Hudson trade bait? I wouldn't say trade bait, right, because the Cardinals love controllable young pitching. They understand that they're going to need as much pitching as possible, and he was an important pitcher uh, for Mike Schilt to go to even when he wasn't effective. So I wouldn't say trade bait, but I think in the right deal they'd move him. Uh, there's no t- there's no telling, but I think in the right deal they'd move him. I miss Cody Stanley. I know you do, buddy. I know. Brian Anderson, Cody Stanley, Stephen Hill, Keith McDonald. The Cardinals have had some pretty interesting catchers come through the system that played for a week and then didn't do anything. Uh, there's a former Cardinal shortstop in my head. He wore number three, and TLR hated him. <laughs> Thank you, Blake Record, for that. Oh, man. Uh, who <laughs> would you take a shot uh, for acquiring Aaron Sanchez from Toronto? I love Aaron Sanchez. I would be happy with the Cardinals acquiring him. What it would take, I don't know. I know Aaron Sanchez got off to a great start and then sputtered out uh, towards the end of the year. Uh and also dealt with some injuries, I think. Uh, but we'll see Steve Barron as Yachty's successor. To Steve Barron, Jesus. All right, look, we've been at this for an hour. Uh, we are getting towards the two-minute warning territory. Let's get our questions in. Let's hammer this away, and let's do some toasting. Fox Sports Midwest put me on TV once when Hill was up to bat. Uh, so that means that uh, to Quinn STL, Stephen Hill is your, your uh, designated prospect, even though he's probably dead in a cocaine-induced uh, coma. Uh, I miss Olympus Diaz and Kyle Loesch as well, and I'm very serious. I know, Graham. I know. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just sad for you more than anything. Uh, it isn't Ther- uh, Terrio, and I can't think of his damn name. I think it's Felix. Uh, who was the catcher who someone made a computer game out of because he played like one? I don't know what that is, but you got to tell me, Holy Shield. Is there an inside uh, Ryan Terrio joke I'm not getting? Which coach is moving up? So, again, uh, you know, I've actually been trying to dig to find out who is going to take the Memphis coaching job from Stubby Clapp as Stubby Clapp takes over as first base coach for the St. Louis Cardinals. And, uh, I, again, I think it's going to be Chris Schwager, who is a former farmhand for the St. Louis Cardinals, who's been the coach of Peoria for the last two years. That's what I think. I think Johnny Rodriguez stays as the double-A manager. And then who would replace Chris Schwager at that point? I would like to think Joe Cruzel would go back to Peoria if possible, but I would also think the Cardinals might look to replace that from outside of the organization or go to one of their roving instructors. Look, the Cardinals have plenty of roving instructors, right? Uh, maybe it's something Ryan Ludwig might be interested in. He's been with the organization now for a couple of years in an instruct- instructorial role. Uh, what's going to happen to my boy Ali Marmol? Well, Blake Reichert, so Ali Marmol has taken that all-important role that Mike Schilt had on Mike Matheny's roster as the bench coach. And uh, I think that that's a good move for him, and I think that it kind of shows you what the Cardinals think of him, much like they thought of uh, what kind of drugs were in the Ballpark Village bathroom. Um, it kind of shows you like what the Cardinals think of Marmol, just like what the Cardinals thought of Schilt. And you look, it's the middle of America. You know that there's some like knockoff like crystal meth in the Ballpark Village bathroom. Is a farm system depleted at this point? It's not depleted, but it's unbalanced, and it's weaker than it's been in years. 
Most of the good prospect, most of the top end prospects have uh, uh, graduated to the major leagues, uh, but they still have some really, really good prospects. Again, Dylan Carlson, Randy Rosarena, uh, Genesis Cabrera, Griffin Roberts, Nolan Gorman, Alaris Montero, Leandro Cedeno. Uh, uh, Malcolm Nunez, John Torres. It's just right now there's kind of a, a window in those like middle levels, the Peoria Palm Beach and the state college level that kind of make you worry s- s- a little bit. But they still have a really good like depth. It's just there isn't a whole lot of high end. Uh, I just want to say you're the man, Kyle, from Jay Ferg. To you, sir, you are a man. I hope your young man Parker is doing very well tonight as well. I hope you had a great birthday last week, man. Um, uh, I, so again, getting back to the system and the way it's constructed, they have interesting outfield prospects like Chase Pinder and Scott Hurst, but they have limited ceilings, right? They're like the John Jay type. Hurst in particular. Hurst reminds me of John Jay very much. Uh, again, then you talk about someone as, uh, uh, Jay Jast, Jastical says, you have Luke and Baker, who has the potential to be high end. You have Gorman, who has the potential to be high end. Montero. Uh, pitchers, Griffin Roberts. It's just an interesting thing. Uh, we love you too, Christian. Thanks for being here. How was Robert Stock doing? I don't know. It's a good question. I caught a swagger home run when he played in Springfield. That's a cool thing. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, first timer. Hey, thanks for being here, Jay Pierce. Uh, JN Pierce, 17. Come every week. I hope you're here. Look, we love questions. We love getting weird. We love having fun. Remember, we are a community here. Uh, Mr. Hicks, thank you for all you do, my friend. Uh, we're a little fun community here, and all we want to do is screw around and talk baseball and be friendly and not be dismissive or mean to each other, uh, and you fit in perfectly, so thank you for being here. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's it. I'm changing my username to Melissa Rogers, who gives me a little cheers. Melissa, thank you for being in here. Oh, God, I forgot how bad Rebel Yell is. Oh, I have a liter of Rebel Yell to drink. Oh, what's wrong with John Jay? He did nothing but help the team win. Uh, great pad tonight from Miller Market. Hello. There's nothing wrong with John Jay. But uh, the reason I, I kind of like preface it, you have to understand that when I'm asked about prospects, when I say Scott Hurst is a lot like John Jay, I get blowback for that. Scott Hurst gets blowback for that, and John Jay gets blowback for that. And it's because people don't realize just how hard it is to have the major league career and major league impact that a player like John Jay has. John Jay has been a great major leaguer. David Freeze, think about someone like that. Like That's a great major league career, aside from his time at the Cardinals. It's rare. But when you tell somebody that Randy Rosarena is going to be Gerardo Parra, uh, they, they say, oh, that's a bad, uh, 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 that's not enough. Well, if Randy Rosarena ends up being Gerardo Parra, if Scott Hurst ends up being John Jay, that's a big victory for a third-round pick and an international signing for $1.25 million in Randy Rosarena. Those players are rare. They're more rare than any of us realize, and they're underappreciated. But for the sake of protecting myself from the, the flash mob that comes after me sometimes, when I do compare players realistically, uh, I like to preface it that way. Uh, the little swoop John Jay did before the swing breaks back brings back great memories. You're going to love... And that's part of the reason why I say that Scott Hurst is a lot like John Jay is he doesn't he doesn't do that swoop that before the swing, but when he swings, it's especially with two strikes, it's that little short swing that's sometimes flat that just pushes the ball wherever the ball is thrown. Uh, Scott Hurst is a professional hitter, and I wouldn't doubt, it, and he's a better. He's a better outfielder than John Jay was as a center fielder, so we'll see. What's up with Bryce Denton? That's a good question. Now, uh, it was kind of an up-and-down year with, with Bryce Denton. 
uh, there were times when Bryce Denton looked really, really good. And he sells out, man. Bryce Denton will not be cheated out of a swing. I love that, and I appreciate that. Uh, and there's sometimes when he's taking walks and has command of the strike zone. He's a good left fielder, really good left fielder. He's still super young, too. It's just going to Palm Beach, playing in the Florida State League is going to be tough for him. It's going to be tough for anybody like Nick Plummer. Uh, he still is super young. Anything could happen. It's just it's not happening as quick as we all want it to. Imagine how Descalso would have been perceived if fans were told who he would be. Exactly, that's my point. Oh, Felipe Lopez! There we go. Uh, that's the shortstop. Way to go, Blake Reichard. Well done. I missed John Jay taking his glove off and carrying it into the dugout when coming off. That was a really cool thing, right? Those little things that players do we love. Outside of Gorman and Baker, any other studs in Peoria? Well, again, I would expect, I would expect, uh, Gorman to start back in Peoria, and I would expect Mr. Baker to get a promotion, whether that be to Palm Beach or, uh, Springfield. Only time will tell. Uh, but, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, look. Here's how I look at it. You'll have Kevin Woodall there. You'll have Edwin Figuera, who spent a little time at the beginning of the year but didn't finish the season there. I think I think he's a really interesting shortstop. Uh, let's see. You'll have uh, – there'll be some interesting players. You'll have some interesting pitching. You'll have Holba and Baird. Um, but let's wait to see how we get through the offseason. Uh, I miss how Hayward would make Grichik throw for him. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, open beard. That's right. It's open beard night here at Prospects After Dark. I sold John Jay a pair of Jordans. I don't know how that happened, and that's an incredible story that I would love to know. Uh, Dallas just scored a touchdown. Good for the Cowboys. Kay Roberts back in Palm Beach. From Yeah, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hicks, I'm anxious to see uh, Kramer Robertson. I'm anxious to see where he starts the year. He spent all year at Palm Beach this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get aggressive and move him to Springfield. Is he ready for that? I'm not sure. I know he had a great uh, uh, Marie Bunny 23. Do you know? No, Jumper. I don't know what that is. Um, I know that he had a really, really great August that saw him like walk 10 times or walk 20 times and strike out 10 times and get on base at like a 414 clip while hitting 300. And maybe he's ready for, for Springfield and maybe he brings some power with him because he had no power at the time uh, during 2018. If Seamart struggles in the rotation, will he move back to the, the stopper role? I, uh, Jimmy Fleming, that's an interesting question. I don't think, well, okay, so, <laughs> it all depends on what kind of DL stint is surrounding him being taken out of the starting rotation, right? Because he's not going to move straight from the starting rotation to the stopper role. There would have to be an injury, there would have to be a DL move, and it would have to be something similar to what we saw in 2018. Uh, I just don't think that that's something that's going to happen. I, I don't think he's going to struggle, and if he struggles, there's going to be a DL stint, and then after that, your guess is as good as mine. It depends on what the situation in the bullpen looks like. I, w I think, look, the Cardinals were at their best when he was in the stopper role. I love him in the stopper role. Uh, I hope that they don't sell out and put him in the closer role because the Cardinals struggled after that. I just think it depends on how the situation uh, materializes. I do think that they'll have enough starting options, though, that they'll be able to put him in that role if the opportunity unfortunately presents itself all there is american league in my city i live in what city do you live in is it seattle uh, to the seattle faithful would you change a c-mart from the bullpen tsunami intro if so <laughs> colby rasmus is insane colby rasmus is simple uh more than anything uh uh farm team what's a farm team tell me mm. i'm out of booze this isn't a good sign and kill, uh, Colby Rasmus was great in MLB The Show 2012. Oh, man, that is a great, great, great comment. 
That was the only time Colby Rasmus was ever great, so you reap the benefits. Uh, but again, Colby Rasmus isn't insane. He's just a really simple person, sheltered by his father, uh, who was blown away by the big lights of Toronto, which is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. The Winnipeg Gold Eyes. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Uh, I trade Fowler for Rasmus even up right now. Oh God, that's brutal. Uh, simple my ass. You know what I mean. Look, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, apparently, J Duda Two says I love MLB Twelve, the show. That was a big year for uh, for for MLB the show. I'm writing it down. MLB show. 12. Maybe I can download it on my PS4 that I never play. If anybody wants this PS4, I'll give it to you for a hand job. Uh, again, so, uh, that's, that's pretty much Prospects After Dark is where we're at. Uh, how about when Rasmus homered off a of Scherzer this year and then retired a week later? Yeah, that's dropping the mic, my friends. It's dropping the mic. Alright. Uh, I don't know. Colby Rasmus was an 89 overall in MLB. Uh, speaking of guys who TLR hated Colby Rasmus, uh, I think, I think TLR probably hated the fact that Colby Rasmus didn't trust the coaching staff, and his dad wouldn't let him trust the coaching staff. Uh, all right, so here's this. We're going to do a quick little reset. Again, keep an eye at Birds on the Black. Our, our family at Birds on the Black is doing some impre- incredible stuff. Uh, starting Black Friday, I will do my organizational rankings. They'll be released. There'll probably be some turnover over the next 10 days in the 40-man roster as the Cardinals look to add people to protect them from the Rule 5 draft. The next 10 days are going to be super interesting. Uh, Kyle, can I persuade you to give someone the PS4 and a hand job? Yeah, it wouldn't take a lot. What kind of bourbon you got? Kyle, where's the downside to that trade? Uh, I don't know what trade we're talking about. Remember when, oh, the, the hand job for the PS4? Uh, I don't see a downside. I, I think we all come, come away from that, come away from that as heroes. Um, anyways, keep an eye at Birds on the Black. Again, uh, Cards Gifts is the best. Uh, uh, Nicholas Childress, Emily Roth, who's going to be doing some videos for us as we get into our organizational rankings starting uh, on Black Friday. Uh, Tara Wellman, Chuck Brownson, Ben Saruti, uh, Zach Gifford, who isn't there anymore, Cuba Joe, who isn't there anymore, uh, Eric Manning. Uh, we're a fancy little fun little amazing little family with amazing little things and weird little incests and stuff like that. But to that, to that little family, we raise our glass. Uh, we say thank you. On Wednesday, I do that little, uh, that little podcast with Mo's Algorithms and Brendan Schaefer and Jim Kramer at Two Birds on a Bat. I love doing that. Check that out. That's a lot of fun. Uh, Kyle Lowe's dressing up as TLR was a great moment in Cardinals history. Uh, oh, by the way, Tara and Alex, as, as Melissa Rogers brings up, are doing what they're calling chirps. And that was an awesome little podcast. I only listened to it a little bit. And again, I've got brain damage. So I don't really remember it all that well, but it was good. Uh, I was at, I was, I did the little hit with Alan Medlock and C70 over at Cardinals Conclave for Meet Me at Usual. Check that out. Uh, I, look, here's what we're gonna do, as always. To my pad people, again, I'm wearing my beautiful Prospects After Dark Hood sweatshirt. Uh, none of this stuff would have ever happened, the merchandising, all that stuff, without you guys. Not just you buying it, but you giving the support. Again, I am the custodian of Prospects After Dark. Without you, I'm look. I'm just a talking head that reads your questions and your comments and says the crazy shit. Uh, all of you are the amazing ones. Uh, so to my pad people, my people who are part of the resistance, as Eric Thomas pointed out, uh, the resistance. I raise my glass to you. You are all the true heroes. <laughs> SIUE loves pad from Coach Housley. Good. Uh, SIUE is the official college. As Southern Illinois University Edwardsville is the official college of prospects after dark now. 
Oh, uh, will the pad gear be back co closer to Christmas? You're going to have to ask uh, uh, Cardinals Gifts about that. Uh, thank you very much for an enjoyable talking head. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, how about this? Uh, I'm going to cheers with water to me for being able to get through all this without a concussion-like symptoms or having to... Uh, I had a concussion, folks. Uh, yeah, through to me. And aside from that, I'd say that this was a very successful Prospects After Dark on a Sunday night. I think each and every one of you are fantastic. Again, if you watch this, you are uh, an crucial, a crucial and important member of the resistance, uh, the resistance, uh, pad singlets, pad onesies around the way. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, you know, I can't tell you enough how, how appreciative I am of being a part of this. And again, resistance, resistance, all that other shit. I'm just going to repeat myself. Let's get to the end of it. Uh, again, everyone have a great week. If we get breaking news over the next, you know, seven days, I will go live if I can. We'll do Prospects After Dark live as news breaks. Uh, the resistance is strong. You guys make this happen. Uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, everybody two two Birds on the Bat, or I don't even know if I can say that. I don't know what kind of role I have there. Uh, but for myself, Kyle Reese, my brother Michael, my brother Scott, my brother Jim, uh, old man Reese, old woman Reese, uh, we say thank you very much. Uh, this was Prospects After Dark, and as always, happy hunting, family. The resistance is strong.